Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dickheads of all ages, thank you for listening to yet another episode of At Least You Know. And today we have um, my old high school band director, Andy Brown, joining us. I was excited about this episode for about a month, and this motherfucker did not disappoint. He's our first musical guest, and with that, I would like to give a shout-out to Samuel Wright Jr. He is an outlaw country artist up in Nashville that we're pretty good friends with, Ethan and I. Um, Possibly even, you know, joining up with him and starting a band, but... This man is, uh, he's out here doing it big. He's got a, he's in the studio right now. He's releasing one song every week for the next 14 weeks, and he's going to turn that into an album. You can find him on basically any music platform, but you know how things go. He's got explicit lyrics, so he's got a, it takes a little bit of time for everybody to review his, his stuff and put it on their websites, but he is currently on YouTube and Spotify. And uh, the first song that he came out with was called Hey Boy, and it's about his father, um, you know, teaching him, whooping his ass to teach him the right way to do things and, you know, growing up right and working hard and treating women right with respect and things like that. Really great song. Um, If you guys want to check it out, he's on YouTube, Samuel Wright. Wright is spelled W-R-I-G-H-T Jr. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Without further ado, uh, take it away, Mr. B. Hey, 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 baby, hey. 
Robert Johnson by way of Eric Clapton. As you guys can tell, Andy is a very, very talented musician. Insane guitar player. Dude can sing. He can play saxophone. I'm pretty sure he can play any instrument you put in his hands. I aspire to be like that someday. But anyway, this dude, uh, we, we sat here and recorded for about an hour. I think we did about six songs, and we're saving those for a little later. But if you guys want to hear the other song that he played with us that we're going to put on this podcast, just stick around, listen to the whole episode. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. And at the end of the episode, we'll have another song for you guys. And uh, thank you guys for listening yet again. My brother worked at a... <laughs> a Quiznos, a Quiznos, and he was my bass player for a while. And uh, after a particularly long night of drinking Jello shots and Miller Lite, he had to be at Quiznos at nine in the morning. And he got in there early and had to take, you know, the diarrhea beer. <laughs> the best. You know the ones, the burning, oh, yeah. the burning ones. Yeah. And so he runs back into the bathroom and takes care of his business. And this is a small bathroom, so there wasn't really a way to position your ass when you wipe it. <laughs> that wasn't at the door or within view of somebody that walks in. Yeah. And he had forgot to lock the door behind him, and his customer had walked in. Oh, God. Looking for help, and <laughs> opens the door and sees him just straight there wiping his ass. Like, straight up fruit basket. <laughs> you know, hand to ass. <laughs> and the guy's like... Oh, hey. He's like the woman. <laughs> 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 And ran out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We start the podcast talking about diarrhea. All right. Yeah, we're, we're pretty <laughs> That's good That's how about, we do this shit here. That's we're pretty good about starting them with it. shit stories. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Speaking of, so I need to tell you something real quick. Let me let me do this. Let me do a little intro for you real quick. To a man that needs no motherfucking introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally so excited about this episode of the podcast. Today we have my old high school band director, my favorite band director I ever had. Sorry, Hinkle. Uh, thank you. <laughs> the, one of, oh, Ryan. One of my like top musical influences when it comes to like doing better is motherfucking Andy Brown. Hey. Thanks thank for being for, here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank both y'all for having me. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited about this podcast. He, you, like Ethan said earlier, you can tell you used to be a teacher because you sent me a motherfucking a syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy sends me an outline the other day, and there's some pretty wild shit in it, and I'm I'm excited to get into this because I want I want to know all these stories. No dead air, you know. You got to have plenty of shit to talk about. Oh yeah, and he's I've got, got all enough. kinds. So tell me your shit story, and then we'll get into this. Do you remember that time you got super drunk? <laughs> that one time? <laughs> Excuse me. Hang on. Let me back up. We both got Just super once. drunk. I think at Buffalo Wild Wings. And, oh, uh, many times. You had to take a massive shit. So we stopped in that shell station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in there just about every morning and, and get a biscuit or something for breakfast. A few weeks ago... <laughs> This guy that, that works in there, I almost know him on a first-name basis. He's bitching and griping about having to clean the bathroom and shit. <laughs> and he's like, man, there's so much fucked-up shit that happens in that bathroom. Man, I walked in there one night and someone had taken a shit in the floor. <laughs> and part of me, for a minute, I almost said, I know that guy. <laughs> okay, so... 
<laughs> really bad story. We got really, really drunk one night at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we ate, you know, spicy wings. Oh. So alcohol and spicy wings obviously don't That's mix very it. well. That's the recipe. So I was like, dude, you got to stop me somewhere. It's about to happen. So, so we stopped at this shell station, and there's, like, piss all over the floor. There's piss all over the toilet seat. There was, like, I don't know. God knows what. It, maybe it was dip spit. It, it looked like shit on the toilet seat. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, there's no way. I was like, I'm going to have to hover. And I tried to hover, and it was bad. I was always not, don't shit at school. Don't shit at work. <laughs> exactly. Kind of a guy. Uh, there are a few emergencies, but uh, no. Not not at your place of work. <laughs> not at your place of business. It's so bad. you got to try to make it to the house. There's so uh, many gross people that just don't wash their bodies, and it's right. like, I don't want to sit on a toilet right. after this asshole. Especially younger, too. You don't like everybody takes a shit. We know that, but it's like you have a, gar- a guarded way about you <laughs> <laughs> about it. Why do we start every episode off you, talking about shitting or but, puking or coming or something? Like God, like At if you, you see an adult shitting for the first time, <laughs> it is kind of a. Like, I can remember the first time. (laughs) And not even just a... Oh, it's like something that sticks in your memory. (laughs) Pretty well. I mean, as a history teacher in high school, you know, hey, boys, what's up? Just walk down, pull his pants down, start taking the shit. (laughs) Bathroom just clears out. (laughs) Nobody's talking to him. Shit. That's one way to get people the fuck away from you. (laughs) Right. Jesus Christ. Okay, so <clears throat> let's let's start on this fucking outline. So the first thing you have listed is your early music and your family. You grew up in West Tennessee, correct? I did. I did. I grew up in Humboldt, Tennessee is where I went to uh, elementary school and then went to high school in Milan, Tennessee, which is close. And mm, my okay. Da- yeah, my dad is from Memphis and lives in Memphis. To- I saw him actually today. Uh, he drove up to the mountain. And my mom it lives in Bradford, Tennessee, which is all it's all West Tennessee. It's all yeah. small. I mean, it's like Lewis. It's like Lewisburg. Yeah. I, it's just I know think where, small town. That's what it is. I know where Milan is. I've I've gone through there tons of times, but um. Would you say Humboldt? Mm-hmm. Where is that in relation to Milan? Like 15 minutes away. Okay. So you said your dad was from Memphis. What did your mm-hmm. dad do for like? Who was your? How did you get into music? Is I guess is my question. I got into music. My mom actually, when she was pregnant with me, taught piano lessons. Oh really? Um, and uh, she was in a family band. She sang. She sings alto. She still sings in the choir at church. My dad was a choir director before. Uh, they, they divorced and was active in music in the church, and there was just always instruments around the house. We always had a piano. Yeah, the kids don't really get that too much anymore. Right. We no. always had yeah. we always had a piano. This this guitar here. This is the one I played when Which, I was. By the way, is really beautiful. This is the one I played when I was eight years old. And, wow. You know, it, <laughs> as a twelve year old, I didn't really appreciate it. It was just it was just a it was around. Yeah. And I had yeah. and I had supportive supportive parents and then jumped to being a teenager and we started a little band Nucle- yeah. nuclear sugar rush <laughs> nuclear sugar rush what an awesome name i know and we had a band it's like our suburban pack of friends before we could really even play anything yeah and um 
for my birthday, it was my 14th birthday, my mother, then we're talking about 1994 here, booked a studio time. Holy shit. At a studio in Jackson. So it's <laughs> like, shit. my God, we better learn to play something. Right. So, yeah. so, Figure it out. <laughs> right, exactly. So we wrote three songs, recorded it, put it on a tape, and uh, called it, and it was, you know, it was professionally done and all that, and we sold like three or four hundred of them. Holy shit. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. And wow. in, in, in our little, in our little town. Yeah. And then and then we my brother and I we transferred from Humboldt to Milan. And so I was the new kid in town at Milan in high school, but yeah. not only that, I was in a band. Yeah. Ooh. Not only that, I was in a band that made an album. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. only that, yeah. I was, was the new cool. He was kid. in a band that was selling uh, records. Right, right. exactly. It, it, per, per, that was the perception. That's yeah. you know, we were and we got we got good. We played plenty of parties and uh homecoming things yeah, uh, and yeah. it, it, it was it was a good experience and socially i'm here to tell any young per- person listening the best thing you can do for yourself <laughs> is be in a band yeah. <laughs> yeah. the whole reason i picked up a guitar in the first place was because of a girl so that's trust yeah me. Jo- join <laughs> join the long line on that one man it's it's music is a beautiful thing and being in a band with your friends is a beautiful thing but even yeah. better than that is the fact there's nothing cooler at 15 years old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you are your own, even if you're not, it doesn't even matter how good you are. Right. You know? uh, so anyways, being the new kid in town uh, and having a band, and it was, it, was, it was high school was very, very good for me. Yeah, you I said the imagine. name of it was Nuclear, Nuclear Sugar, Rush. Sugar Rush. Yes. That's and, awesome. Yeah, our, our singer slash kind of rapper kind of guy because at that point we didn't have like a set aside like style what, or anything what year yeah, was, was this i was about to when say what kind, of, what kind of music did you play 95 95 okay yeah 95 96 uh and uh he he came up with the name and that's honestly it's hard to come up with a good band name that's mm-hmm. the best band name we've we've had right. later on as an adult <laughs> played in a band called exit 42 which sounds okay well that's okay mm-hmm. there's like five other exit 42 yeah across the country yeah and it's like kind of a lame everybody has its named after their road or their yeah. house yeah. or whatever so something circle was, was skyline that your, drive was that your <laughs> skyline drive exactly was that the first band you were in was when we were in skyline drive no i was in two bands before that what was the first the first one that i was in i named myself and i named it leviathan okay yeah, I definitely that. a fucking metal head. i remember that's that. uh because i named it after a uh what's that band that we like uh, Mastodon. I named okay. it after a Mastodon yeah. album. Yeah, <laughs> Leviathan. A picture of Motorhead, yeah. a goat, <laughs> <laughs> like a goat with, with the, blood not dripping. Not a pentagram, but some sort of you know, <laughs> witchy, creepy, cool background. We, we did uh, Slayer covers, and uh, oh hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we did Slayer and Rage Against the Machine covers. That was my first band. Last speaking of Slayer, last night, real quick, at the uh, dinner. <clears throat> Amy and Shelby were here. Yeah. Me and Sam were here. And then down here was my dad and Lori and Mama and Ron and Presley was sitting by my mom. Gotcha. And I went down there to mess around with, with Presley and my mom looked at me and she said, Who's that guy down there? Said, Who's the Viking? Said, yeah. I said, That's Amy. She she just kinda looked at me and I said, Kevin Garrett, Amy. And she said, That's him. <laughs> The last time she'd seen him was 2013. He was still in the guard. He was yeah, clean cut, short skinny. hair, no beard, skinny as shit. I mean, he's still skinny yeah, now. Yeah, before and after. Yeah, huh? like now he looks like he he, yeah. he looks like a Viking. he looks like Amy. Like, <laughs> hello. Yeah, 
Who the fuck is that guy? No, they don't let you do that in the. Oh, yeah, and that's that's wow. what he looked like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He grows a hell of a beard. Dylan, you grow a hell of a beard. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Think about um, the supportive nature. My mom ended up, she's been in the professional world. She's done very well in the professional world. Uh, As an accountant, logistics, she just retired, did very, very well. Yeah. It's not just as a woman in the professional world during that time period, but just in general. She got her education, uh, got... And I don't think she really wanted me to get involved in music, honestly. I don't. Yeah. yeah. But she could tell that I was into it and book goes books us studio time. Yeah. You know, and knew what a good gift, you know, that that would be. And I yeah. think, and nowadays, you know, it's everybody can record from their computer, so it's yeah. not quite oh, yeah, it's any, easy. It's yeah. so easy. Any dumbass with a mixer can record yeah. a podcast. Oh, wait. Ooh, yeah, getting my I first mean, tape four track for Christmas. I, mean, I, mean, I was so man. excited. Who would be know? fucking dumb enough to do that, though? I mean, like, come on. Do a podcast, get a mixer, and just do bedroom. a podcast. Like, you gotta be fucking <laughs> stupid. <clears throat> and I'm like over here, like we gotta step our shit up. We're having like real guests come on and shit. Like, what? Yeah, no. There's people coming, real to people the, driving an hour to my house people to talk about shit. shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when, like, by the time I got to be a junior in high school, we made our second album with a different guy. This guy's name's Wes Henley. This was at Highland House studios in jackson tennessee and this guy still records he played with carl perkins he played with journey he played with george harrison of the beatles and i mean jackson all of west tennessee is pretty fertile ground for oh yeah yeah this is like the mecca of soul american popular music basically yeah Yeah. basically you know the publishing houses and the studios are in new york in la but the heart of american popular music is it's right here. Is right exactly. Yeah, is, saying, is, like, is in this is in this area. Yeah. Um, so I was saying like your dad's from Memphis. Like yeah, of course you're into music. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Exactly. got it in your body. Right. And uh, so and and we made our second tape. This was a big thing. Circa 1997 was. Were you going to make a tape, or were you going to make a CD? Ooh. Yeah. You know yeah. the duplication cost. <laughs> yeah. Right. The duplication costs for a CD were quite a bit more than yeah. a tape, but. Yeah. In those days, still like today, most people listen to music in their cars, and who's driving around in a brand new car? Right. So yeah. we went with the tape. Yeah. Mistake. Really? <laughs> yeah. Bad. It was. It was. It was a bad mistake. We definitely because ninety seven. You're only about three years away from tapes. Two years away. Yeah. From yeah. tapes. Obsolete. Be- not no. Gone. They're just yeah. in the bottom What's a of tape? right in people's floorboards and stuff like that. So. Uh, our sales on the second album, though it was very good and it was recording, it was rewarding to make the recording, and w- w- we had a lot of fun and learned a lot. Do you, do you to have not sell as well? Do you have any of those recordings they're, around anywhere? Uh, like, yes, how can we, we do. Yeah. I'll bring them. I'll bring them. Yeah, I'll yeah. Them. We, we, they're in the do. vault back in <laughs> yeah. in, in yeah. Owensboro, Kentucky. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. in the vault. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love I would to love hear to hear yeah. early Andy Brown. Oh my gosh! It sounds like. Uh, a uh, little girl. Well, anything, anything. <laughs> I was told in polite terms in those days, I sounded like my singing voice sounded like Getty Lee, and that made me mad because I wanted them to tell me I sounded like oh, James yeah. Hetfield. I'll <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. What's that shit on that I want to be tough, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me fuel, give me five, give me five, five, five. And so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, Getty Lee maybe with less, way less 
talented or intricate musicians. Dude, but if somebody told me I sounded like Getty Lee, I'd marry him. Like, <laughs> well, thank you for telling me I sound like somebody that's talented, I guess. Yeah, but. yeah. I've worked with girls, one in particular. Her name was Caitlin, and I. she was a singer. She couldn't play guitar, and she was from Manchester. And she, her voice was... Ex- she sounded like Taylor Swift. Like, no yeah. shit. If you shut your eyes... Yeah, you can would, tell the difference. You, you would you would think it was it was Taylor Swift, and she actually covered Taylor Swift songs. This girl was like eighteen. Yeah. I was in my thirties, but I was backing her up because looked like she had a little small career kind of going. And she yeah. was pretty cute and, yeah. and 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 could definitely sing. But the problem was her like bedside my manner was pretty bad. Like somebody would tell her, "You sound like Taylor Swift." She's like, "No, I don't." <laughs> oh Nuh-uh. yeah, yeah. And then she got to where she just wouldn't even talk to people after the show. Oh yeah. Oh wow. And you know, you there's <clears throat> that whole side of the music business too. You got to be a you got to glad hand people. You yeah, can't not yeah. take compliments like yeah. I did with the Getty Lee thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't not. You got to be a, a humble, cool. You. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool yeah. person to be. That's normally what I do now. Yeah. If anybody, thank you. Even sa- that. if I'm playing saxophone, yeah. or if I'm playing guitar, or whatever I'm doing, so. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Cool. But a lot of folks... You're full of shit, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this girl in particular, she would get she would get upset, and there was another girl I actually wor- worked with, same sort of deal, and uh, God, what was the comparison? She wanted people to tell her she sounded like Stevie Nicks. From you better so be weird, fucking I good, about to she, say Stevie Nicks. She, her whole vibe, the way she dressed herself in gowns and beads and stuff like that, mm-hmm, it's like, yeah. supposed to be Stevie. She but, can go her own way, that's what she needs to do. It, yeah, right. you better be fucking good if you want to sound like her. <laughs> she sounded, or, I don't know, it wasn't close. It sounded like more like Kathy Matate, like a husky woman's <laughs> voice. Adele. Not Adele, not that, not probably not that good, but <laughs> definitely not that good. But again, people would tell her she sounded like whatever, and she would just roll her eyes, and you know, yeah, she'd be a bitch about it. And yeah. again, again, you just you got to go just accept the compliment. Yeah, I was Thank in, you. I was in a band for a long time. We we actually ended up doing really well. We had you know, the the big thing now is how many followers do you have on Facebook? Ooh, but we had close to. Add us on Facebook. Close to, <laughs> at least you know whose podcast it is. Facebook.com. But anyway, we had uh, I don't know, like four thousand people on Facebook, and they were That's we were good. we were selling out shows in Nashville. But we were like a hardcore, like metal screaming band. Was this Skyline Drive? No, oh, this was uh, this band was called With Hell at Our Backs. With and, Hell at Our Backs. Yeah. Okay. And I'll show you after the podcast. But um, I mean, we were playing great shows. How long did you rock the hard rock? Yeah. Slayer type. And Leviathan, that was with Ivan, so it was like I don't know. Three but you months. said th- you know this bit with Hell Letterbacks was a pretty heavy band. That, that was too. like a year and a half. But the the problem that we had with that band is there was one guy, the guitar player in particular, that he got a really big head and like he thought that his shit didn't stink and things oh, like that. Oh God! So he became because of you know how big we were, how fast we were growing, how big we were getting. Oh, he thought that he was the reason for our success, and everybody else wasn't shit. So I ended up leaving the band, but well, yeah. But that was that. He was an ass. Like you said, with uh, people not taking compliments, like he was just a dick. And I mean, that's one of the big time asshole. The day that Dylan quit, so Dylan, they were playing a show, 
And before the show, Dylan walked up to him and walked up to him to him and was like, "Hey, this is going to be my last show with you guys." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> everybody else, off. everybody else in the band knew. Yeah. I'd been talking to him, and I was just like waiting to tell him. And I was like, "I'm just letting you know right now, this is going to be my last show with this." <laughs> my band. two weeks notice, bitch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he was just <laughs> no like, more. He goes, "Huh? Okay." Yeah. And that was the end. And of it. walked. The Never fuck spoke off. to him again. Did the band reconstitute itself or stay around? They or? found another guitar player. Which, thank God, because the guy was way better than me. But they <laughs> found another guitar player, and they finished the third album that they were working on and released it. And then not long after that, they broke up. And because then, it was mainly because he was such a dick. Was yeah. this such Na- an Nashville? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Is there a good scene for heavier music in Nashville? There was back then. I yeah, don't know about there, now. There was. That was 2011, 2012, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. There were a couple of places in Murfreesboro in the well, early 2000s you could hear heavy stuff, but not much. Really? Not much. You had to seek it out. Yeah. To, to put, it, sure. put it to you like this, with Hell and Her Backs got back together about three years ago with Dylan and the original singer and me on guitar and a buddy of ours drumming, and we, we never picked that following back up. Yeah, we like, played a show for maybe 20 people. Yeah, we well we played. Three how hard shows. did y'all have to work to pick up that kind? Of, I mean, like, how many gigs did you play? Um, three to five shows a week for Damn. about a year. Yeah. yeah, and I'm talking everything as Damn. far as far away as like Arkansas. <laughs> they did a lot. We played in Memphis. We played uh, Kentucky. We played Alabama. You name it, we've played it. And within you know around Tennessee. Go okay. South Carolina, North Carolina. We played everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, living in a van, doing the whole thing, we didn't, or we were you going like from Lewisburg to there and back? Or I was going back and forth because I was working at a factory at the time. So having a first shift job and trying to do that was miserable. But yeah, I did it. It was fun. It was great. Isn't first shift? The... Yeah. Well, okay. Never mind about the first shift thing. But like, <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of playing. Yeah, we were. I mean, and to build a follow. I mean, like, yeah, that's impressive stuff. We, well, I mean, they had fans really in like Australia it. and Germany and shit. Like, yeah. they had people for they had several a handful of people from a bunch of different countries that were like, yeah. My yeah. my mark of greatness was that people were like doing YouTube covers of our songs. Yeah, that's what really no made shit. Me, yeah, yeah, that's what really made me happy. People liked our shit so much that they were doing YouTube covers of our songs. And you were y'all wrote? Did y'all write songs together? Yeah, or? yeah. And um, that was the band. That was in the middle of us working on our second album. Uh, that's when Scoop moved to Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Because originally Scoop was the drummer. Yeah, back then. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more gratifying than seeing something you creatively put out in the world being appreciated. Yeah, and, and you know it, it, and yeah. you know it's for real. Or like seeing you know? people sing the lyrics that you wrote. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even Skyline Drive, that dumb shit that I would write, like the two people that would sing along, was like. Wonderful. I wrote it's, some it's such a good horrible feeling. stuff myself. I'm I'm trying to find you a picture. Uh, there's one p- picture in particular where there's like a crowd of people. You can see all the posters, but there's one picture in particular where like the crowd is jumping on the stage trying to sing the songs. Got any good gig stories? Oh man. Memphis. I bet you do. <laughs> I'd probably, yeah, Memphis? Memphis was great. Where'd y'all play in Memphis? Um, the New Daisy Theater. Yeah. No on shit. Street. Yeah. I saw Rancid at New Daisy. Nice. I did. I saw... Uh... Shit, I can't remember. This is it right here. Look at this picture. Whoa. The whole crowd is reaching for the microphone. 
and like this the smile the smiles on our faces we were so happy for that moment january Where was that 10th at? 2011 that's rocket town okay new daisy's a two-story theater yeah that looks like my gigs early on right there <laughs> that kind of place right there yeah. basement I mean, we, we played a lot of really great shows. Our first show that we ever played was in Memphis, and we opened up for a band. How does the first show you end up being in Memphis? The Okay, so our, I put this in air quotes. Our booker slash manager. Right. It was, it I've was had the, one of those. The singer's dad, okay? And Good enough. he did not take no for an answer when it came to booking <laughs> us shows. He'd call a venue and be like, y'all got an open spot? This is how he'd talk. Y'all got an open spot? And then be like, yeah, I'm just, I heard, I, you heard what I said. I got a band. We all need an open spot. We gotta, we're coming on through. We're going to be there anyway. Y'all might as well just book us on the show. And we'd come through. And, I mean, we were good. Yeah. We'd play a definitely. set, and they'd be like, yeah, you guys should come back. And we're like, really? Like, you know, because we're fucking modest as hell. We're like, yeah. oh, you like yeah. that? Cool. <laughs> but we ended up building, you know, a pretty large following, and everybody... Really... They treat you good in Memphis there? I yeah. Mean... Every show... There was only one show that we played that sucked, but it was just because the venue was really gross. The Muse in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I posted on Facebook yeah. earlier, if you ever went to a show it. there, you yeah. fucking survived the... Con- you're immune to the coronavirus. If you ever sat on that couch backstage. <laughs> you have one hell yeah. of a... You got yeah. Captain America level immunity. <laughs> immunity. <laughs> <laughs> Super soldier serum. God. But th- so, but of all those shows and all the far flung locations, they paid you right. You didn't we, get into a fight. We mostly nobody got, tried to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we, most, we mostly got gas money, but that was worth it for us because we just okay. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the best show we ever played was at a coffee shop in Decatur, Alabama. It was called Java J. You took a hard, like a hard band, heavy oh, band yes. to a coffee shop. <laughs> Decatur, Alabama is wild. Did they know what was coming? Yeah. The whole show was hardcore bands. Wow. The owner was just into it, I guess. Sweet. But it was set up like a like a house, okay? And you, it was like a front porch, and you walk in, and there's like the coffee bar on the right side of the room, okay? And there's no stage. There's nothing like that set up. It's just the coffee room, and there was a band... And then there was kids doing, you know, hardcore dances. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but kids just swinging their arms and jumping around like crazy. I know what moshing is. I've done that. I've bounced Kinda my, thrown my torso around. Much, much different from moshing. No, okay. Um, so you kind of have to do this thing where you like act like you're like swimming. You're trying to punch, but you forget that a punch should go straight. So you start. It's doing like amateur shit. karate. It's. <laughs> And this is the... And then you throw random mule kicks backwards and kick people. It, it's fucking... The physical expression preferred for the, you know, the shows. I guess. Swing your arms. Okay, I love it, man. Hey, I, yeah. I never got into the shit. You listen to... Big I loved Bang. it you on stage. Being on stage, to... people doing it, I fucking loved it. But yeah. I'd, I'd being down there, I was like, this is dumb. I'm not gonna... I got kicked in it. the head in the mosh pit at the Rancid show. What the fuck uh, is that? <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. Right? This is not at all. It's Nathan Dumser and Brandon Bragdon put together. Does Brandon live in Manchester? I don't know. I don't. I don't. He. You talk about talent. Yeah, he's incredible. Incredible bass player. Very. What the fuck are these kids doing? This is not what I was looking for at all. This is hardcore Christianity. What the fuck? (laughs) YouTube's recommended shit. This is best best dance moves of July 2019. Uh, How anybody can call that cool? They call it hardcore dancing, but I guess... Oh, you got it. it. Okay. Where's the sound? I got it turned down. Oh, okay. 
Look at these kids. This is typically the type of music that you hear whenever you go to a show like this. And there's kids like, look, they're, they're hyping they're themselves up. Jam. They're two-stepping. Okay, that's kind of what I was talking about, yeah. And then here we oh, go. Oh, man. I don't know what this band is, but I'm into it. Right? <laughs> and it's not couth, I'm guessing, to punch, actually punch people? No. You're just no, you're kind of banging into You're a, you're a big asshole. So I guess that's kind of like the thing that, that, that sets you apart from an amateur hardcore dancer from a pro is you can do all this stupid wacky flying sidekick shit and not hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, I went to a Do you a, go to people you don't recently. know like you know and like with those kids like rip your shirt off and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Hey, that's awesome though. Nathan Dumser got into it for a little bit. Man, I remember him remember... and him and somebody else. And it might be it might not have been Nathan. I'm pretty sure it was Nathan. It was him and somebody else. And they got like they did wacky shit. Yeah. Like they did Cameron Stoddard. Goofy shit. No, Cameron never really got into it. Cameron, I think, tried at a time or two and he was like, This is fucking stupid. I'm not doing it. Sam Estes was really good at it. Like it you might would have been see him, Sam, I'm thinking. You would see about. him do some moves and you were like, What the fuck was that? Yeah. That was cool. He did one where uh it, we were at a Decatur, Alabama show. Those shows were all crazy. But we were playing with this band and in the middle of their set, he like does some crazy shit across the room, and everybody's watching him like, "What the fuck did he yeah, just do?" Yeah. And then at the end, he does like this Super Mario jump, and we're like, "What the fuck was yeah. that? That was cool as hell." Would you say stylistically, that's where you're still at, like what you hear or what you'd like to write? Fucking Is not epic? at all. Or, or <laughs> you're you're probably yeah. I would guess you're in a different yeah. place. I'm yeah. I'm more into like funk and like yeah. You know, there you just go. Just kind of like. I've been listening to recently. I've been listening to a lot of Bill Withers. Oh, yeah, that's that's where I'm looking like stylistically going towards that direction. After listening, especially singing lessons. After listening to that new <laughs> North Lane album, I've really gotten back into like hard rock yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but that kind of shit right there, it's fun. It's really fun to play like live, be on stage and play that kind of shit. I guess, yeah. But in the crowd, like. It, concerts in general now i'm just like i don't want to go i don't care like and i don't know why i've just gotten to where i'm like i've gone to so many that i just whatever like know? a smaller show like that or if like somebody okay, so, you really so, dug was it bridgestone you wouldn't go it, yeah well it would depend on who it is so coheed and cambria is my favorite band uh-huh. um i've seen them four they're still times. around aren't they oh yeah okay oh, definitely they're definitely still around um but I've seen them four times. Yeah, the first time I saw them was in 2008 with Lincoln Park, which was awesome. I'm That's, so okay. glad, given what happened in the last few years, I'm so glad I got to see Who, Lincoln Park. Right, that guy passed away. Chester killed him. himself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did not see that coming. But Coheed's going to be here in... Uh, when's Coheed coming? September. 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 They're going to be here in September, and they're going to play their uh, fourth album all the way through. That's my favorite album by them. So I, I want to go to that. Um, I'm taking my girlfriend to see a band that she really likes in April. Who's that? Um, I can't remember their names. Uh, it's these two girls that do uh, the Indigo Girls. Oh, fuck no, no. They're like almost like country rock. Kind of shit. They're oh, good. God. They're real good. I can't remember their fucking Larkin Poe. That's their names. When's that? 
sometime in April. I've already got the tickets. I bought them. For, how much? For how much for the tickets? I might go to that. Uh, look it up real quick. I don't know. They're going to be somewhere. How do you spell that? L a r k i n space p o e. Larkin Pow Tour, Brooklyn Bowl, Nashville. Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, April twenty fifth. Okay. okay, yeah. Now this is a duo. Yeah, yeah. Look them, look them up in a minute. All right. After you do Simon this, and we'll we'll Gary plug some other shit. Simon and Girl Funkel. How many tickets? <laughs> okay, fifty one bucks. I might go to that. Yeah. Tori and I like to go to concerts. We went to the Exit One Eleven Festival last year. It was fucking amazing. Was it, yeah. Now, they're not gonna do it this year, are they? They didn't or? sell enough tickets no. last year. Oh, is that what it was? Yep. Oh, did you see Guns N' Roses? Yeah, man. It's Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Here's the thing. Right, but I mean, Slash was great, but Duff was fucking great. Duff's sober yeah, now, which yeah. is crazy, but Duff's... his book's excellent. I highly recommend his book. Yeah, he, yeah. His yeah. voice and his, his, his bass playing his is fucking is excellent. Good, I'll really. say that. I, I, what's his book called? Shit, I can't remember. Was Axl Rose with him? Yeah, he was singing. Was yeah, he it's like the pool, was it, he like beating the shit out of people for videoing with their cell phones and shit? Or? He was actually really cool. He just sucks. Really? Oh well, yeah. What did I type in his wife? Duff McKagan. Trying to get his book. McKagan. Macagan. How to be a man. It's so easy in it's other so lies. Easy, it's so easy by Duff McKagan. Definitely get that book. Really? If, if you like reading, you know, musician redemption stories. Redemption stories. stories. I love it. Party. And, and come back on the other side. He was Fun, he was crazy, but I don't think he was as crazy as Slash. Slash has a pacemaker, really, and has had one for a long time. Yeah, it's really weird to think he's been around as long as he has with a pacemaker yeah. in there. Wow, I, I never knew that. Oh, cool. The audiobook is free if you have Audible. Oh, it's forty dollars for a hardcover. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna get the fucking audiobook. Okay, cool. Paperbacks eighteen. Nice. I prefer paperback. I'm, I'm, it's good. He's got some good stuff in there. I can imagine being in like possibly the world's one of the world's biggest rock bands of all time. To me, I think it got the hard rock genre got perfected. It's either Aerosmith or them. Oh fuck yeah! Or them. Or, or or Appetite for Destruction. Man. Probably. That album. Chronologically, uh, listen, I would I, put I will, Appetite for Destruction probably at the top. But yeah. I will take for fucking Aerosmith over Guns N' Roses any fucking day. I would See, any fucking day. That's where we uh, disagree. Because I'm, I'm... I don't know. It's, I guess it's just like heavier. As, I don't know if yeah, that's the right but, so, word okay, that so I'm the, going the for. The only good thing that I ever... The only thing I ever liked about Guns N' Roses was Slash. I think Slash is a good guitarist. I think Axl Rose is a piece of shit, and that's what really turns me off from Guns N' Roses. I, I think he's a fucking dick, and I hope he listens to this podcast so he can hear how much of a fucking asshole I think he fucking is. Aerosmith, on the other hand, Steven Tyler's fucked up on every drug known to man, or at least used to be, but goddamn, he's got some pipes. Oh, yeah. Damn good fucking stuff. Have you heard his country stuff? Oh, God, it's so fucking good. Is it? I have it. Oh, it's no. so fucking good. Well, I'll, I'll show you some after the podcast. That, that, it's, it's pretty... I, I mean, oh, comparatively fuck. speaking, like, modern country is ass now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, he, I he, think he did a really good job. Did your shit? Yeah, Steven Tyler has a more here? soulful approach. Yeah. And um, bluesier so, approach than Axel, which is, you know... But. his he, He's got this one... So, his, his country stuff is kind of like this... More soulful, almost folk country kind of feel. Oh, yeah. it's so and fucking good. But he puts just enough pop in the chorus to make it fucking grab you. And oh, it's so fucking good. 
Let's go. Uh, He's got something out. What's the name? Love is your name? I think is the I name of that so. one song. Oh God, it's so good. He's so. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go piss now. <laughs> yeah, this is a bad idea to drink beer during a podcast. Steven Tyler uh, was the honorary doctorate recipient the year I graduated from Berkeley. No shit. Um, so he gave me my degree oh, in professional shit. in oh, professional shit. music. I met him, and he gave concerts uh, for the couple of days before the graduation. And uh, my stepbrother and my brother, who went town to see me graduate, got to go to like a private concert and see him sing Dream On and no shit. shake hands with him. And shit. you know, it was what, like year, what year was that? The 2004. 2004. So he was, would you say he was in his prime still? Or would he you could say sing, he could still sing he his still ass sing. off? Oh, yeah. Did you, did you see the, we talked about Joe Rogan. Did you see the episode of Joe Rogan with him on? I did. I did. You could tell just from when he would do his little runs and little licks and things that he still has it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He kind of trailed off, I think, talking about stuff sounding a little weird at times. However, (laughs) he was super gracious and super nice to us. And what's weird is Joe Perry is actually, he went to Berkeley. Really? For a year. He didn't graduate. Yeah. But, you know, they'll list him as an alumni. John Mayer went to Berkeley. No shit. But, but but they give the honorary doctorate to Stephen Tyler just because yeah. obviously Stephen Tyler's more uh, well Famous. well known and and whatever. I'd be pretty mad, wouldn't you? I mean, like you go to a college and pay their tuition for a year, and and then they give your damn b- singer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who never even enrolled an an honorary <laughs> doctorate. 40 years later. Like, what the hell? Oh, thanks, dick. (laughs) What the fuck is that about? Um, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of John Mayer's music. I like John Mayer. He's an incredible guitar player. I really like his voice. Um, he does have a few songs I like, but I'm not really a huge fan of his particular style of music, I guess. It's like yacht rock. It's like yacht rock, boomer rock for a new generation. How it, talking about Dumpster Nathan was really into John. I think he went to go see John Mayer. Really? When I, I yeah, I, I think he saw him at the concert where he got in trouble. You remember that? That he got in trouble. He said he wasn't racist, but his dick was. What, <laughs> what the fuck? Talking no. about he didn't like black girls or something. <laughs> and I think Nathan saw him at the concert where he was either he either said that right his racist penis. There it is. <laughs> Fuck. Where he either said that or he was apologizing for it. Turns out John Mayer is a oh, really I'm prolific. reading this. this I'm, I'm going to let you say After he does a Q&A with Playboy in which he does both use the N-word yes. and the phrase, I've got a fucking David Duke cock. And then at the Nashville Summit Center, that is where Nathan saw him, I think. All right, so you've you've missed a lot. Uh, apparently, John Mayer. Yeah, to, said, there it is. It, that's the right year. Excuse I, me, I, stop. I've got my year right. John Mayer apologizes again for his racist penis. <laughs> what the hell did I just walk in on? Is this a? This is great. We I've we got a fucking David Duke side, cock. What side roads and different things? Is this satire? Or is this no, no, no? No, this is a real story. Nathan Dumser went to this concert and saw him, heard him say oh, this. Oh, is I this guess. where he got drunk and was? Like, talking about his dick or something. Yeah, he said he's got a racist dick. And then he apologized for it. I think, again, he said he wasn't racist, but his dick was. Yeah. I.e., I'm not attracted to 
I guess anything but white girls. Uh, anyway, he's a really I good mean, blues guitar you player. You like what you like, but Jesus you do. Christ. You don't have to come out. You don't and have say to say like that, that shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I mean, that kind of sunk him for four or five years. He kind of had to disappear there for a little I, while. Yeah, I kind of wondered what happened to him because you didn't. You hear about him a lot, and then all of a sudden he disappeared. So I'm, I'm glad that I found that out because I didn't know. There's See, a, I, I never liked him until I got older, and I was like, oh, okay, he's actually good. <laughs> Yeah, just, oh yeah, I've just never I, been a fan I, of yeah. him. He's yeah. a good musician. I'm just not a fan. Right. He again, like uh, like Joe Perry of Aerosmith. I think he was at Berkeley for a year, and he enrolled in a couple of songwriting courses. And right as I was graduating, he was getting famous, and somebody had asked him about his relationship with the college, and I think he said, "Like I didn't learn that much," or it wasn't. Don't go to college for music or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. but Berkeley was still like claiming John Mayer. <laughs> it's like yeah. he went here for a year because yeah. this—that's right when his album came out. Yeah, your body so, is a wonderland. That oh, it now, was now, that album right there. That was a good song. I'll give him that. I like. Well, I liked it. I don't know if it was good. But Ethan I and I. Oh, so here's Jennifer that, Love you. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Not that song. It was a different song. It was the album after that. It was uh. Bigger than my body or some goofy shit like that. I don't know. I didn't keep up with him. After Bigger that song. than my body gives me credit for that song. Yeah. Bigger than my racist dick. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Well, he's got it. around, so he must not be. It must not be that racist. Yeah, of a dick. I mean, <laughs> it's been all right. Dick's been around a little bit. I couldn't bit. call my dick racist. You know, it's like, how are you gonna cut off the possibility? <laughs> even the even if you are racist, why would you say that? Because then you're never. <laughs> you never know, man. You never have the chance again. Okay, so anyway, uh, moving off of this fucking wild ass tangent, tell us about Berkeley. What's that like? What's college like? First, no, I'm just playing. No, What's what, it, what was Berkeley like? It was a culture shock at first. The professors were really, really good. The class sizes were small. The dorms were less like dorms and more like. <clears throat> apartments co-ed co-ed apartments um it was i mean it was wonderful yeah it it was it was everything that i thought it would be it was it was really good and i mean i didn't go there to think that i was gonna live in boston or the northeast or new york my whole life i didn't go there thinking i was gonna get discovered and be famous yeah i didn't go i went there to get a degree yeah (laughs) i went there to get a degree which i got and got you know Four years of living, living in New England, and feeling like I, you know, I was a Boston native for yeah. for a little, even though I was from small town, West Tennessee, and the people yeah. there tre- again treated me very, very well. Um, it was it was a lot more liberal place, obviously, than, yeah. than where yeah, I had yeah. been before. Um, the first semester out of high school, I went to Northwest Mississippi Community College, and in their dorm rooms. You couldn't be behind a closed door with a member of the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were dorm mothers in there oh my God. and door, dorm dads oh, that would check oh on God. everything and check your beds and check your... And if you had you had to sign in a visitor and then you had to have a clothes hanger in between the door so that it didn't oh shut. Oh, my God. So, what the fuck? Right. Give me a fucking break. Austin, Welcome to being an adult. Uh, right, exactly. And then Austin P. my next semester in Clarksville, was mm. a little bit better. Yeah. But then when you got to Berkeley... <laughs> you get to the shit hit the fan. Hey, it's the it's the big city with 
relatively wealthy music kids. Yeah. Who you know like to party already. Yeah. And are kind of freaky anyway. Check out this guitar. Ain't no racist dick in Berkeley. It was. (laughs) No. Shoot, no. (laughs) It was fun times. Shit. It was fun times. And and I, I would just hope. Every kid that goes to college has his fun a time <laughs> as I did. The first time I ever saw good weed yeah. was in <laughs> was in was in Boston. I didn't yeah. even know what weed looked like, and I'd smoked it for three years <laughs> until I got to Boston. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and it took me all of about my parents dropped me off in the dorms, and they get on the airplane. I don't even think they'd landed back in Memphis before I'd scored a sack. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Parents are gone. Start didn't it? right. It, yeah. it, this have fun. And we developed uh, I, uh, my my two roommates. My freshman year, one was from Massachusetts, and then the other one was uh, from Spain. And I'm still friends with the guy uh, from Spain. Nice. And we started a little like a like a little weed dealing little, yeah. op- yeah. little yeah. Op- in the little dorm operation. We grew a plant <laughs> in our dorm room that was like an oddity. Yeah. Like kids yeah. would come, RRA. Yeah. The the <laughs> resident assistant saw our weed plant, was like, that's awesome, guys. How the hell? Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> we sold mushrooms out of there. We sold <laughs> it was it was really it was amazing. It was amazing. I don't want to say quite like Animal House, because like I think that's a bad impression. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. you worked hard musically. And you got your pick of the best ensembles and the, literally the best players in the world. Yeah, That's they yeah. were there. That's you know, awesome. you you felt like they were there. Yeah. And uh, and then you got to party as hard as you wanted to. <laughs> you could <laughs> you could you could still you could smoke in the dorms. You could uh, have girls over whenever you wanted. Yeah. Got you know you do whatever awesome. you want. Like do whatever the you wanted. College experience. It really yeah. was. It really was. Um, Yes, I'm glad I left Northwest Mississippi, mm-hmm. even though that was that was fun for what it was. But man, was it just, Boston was, was awesome. It, was it awesome. just like it was like a super religious thing, or was it? I mean, mm-hmm. what, what was that about? Like, why did they do that? Well, see, that was like so. Martin Methodist was probably no, he, no he, nowhere near as bad re- as that. Really, no. Okay, like, good, Methodist like, good, uh, good, super good, religious good. college, isn't yeah, it? They're yeah, Methodist. They're yeah. really religious school, but they're kind of a liberal kind of thing too, uh. right? So the uh, not the RA, not an RA, but the uh, the person that the main head honcho that lives in the dorm agency. Uh, yeah, uh, I forget what they're called, but the main motherfucker. The dude had a meeting with us. We were supposed to have a meeting in September when we got there. We actually didn't fucking have it till November because he just didn't give a fuck. Right. And he was from Trinidad and Tobago. His name was Larry, but it was spelled like L-E-A-R-I. He's from Trinidad and he's at Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool fucking dude. Oh, he was. He let us get away with so much shit. Shit he knew we fucking did. And he <laughs> was like, don't fucking do it again. And that was the end of it. But the meeting we had two months late, he was like, if you got girls over, I don't care. Don't let me catch you. And that was like the, the fucking end of it. But like, were the rules officially? The rules were sign in the opposite sex. Just sign them in. during the weekday, they had to be out by 11, and on weekends, out by 2 a.m. See, North So, West, like, you oh, had plenty, plenty of time, time to fuck. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. had plenty of time to fuck. I got part. class at 8 a.m., bitch. You need to get out of here. Right. <laughs> 
as I was saying, with the you know walking around with a boner for eight hours. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. you're 19. What the hell yeah. are y'all? <laughs> yeah. No, this wasn't a religious thing. This is a community college yeah. with dorms. I just yeah. this is I don't more. Understand. Parents don't want to send. The, it makes the parents feel better about sending them. Even though it so, me- it's look, meaningless, you know, it's, it's, it's meaningless, it's, but it makes yeah. them feel better. It's kind of off topic. Well, I need to have another beer. Off-tock-ic. It's kind of off topic, but at the same time, it relates. But like that's the whole thing with the girl that I dated in high school. That was the whole thing with her parents. They didn't want us alone together at all. They didn't want us spending any time together. Mm-hmm where we weren't 100% supervised and being a fucking high school kid with a boner all the time, like you said, you know, you, that creates issues and problems. The girl I dated in high school was literally with me in that meeting that we had in Martin. <laughs> where he's saying, you've, yeah, got, the, saying that shit. you've got the green yeah. light. So You're like, looked, hey, we baby. Looked, yeah. We looked at each other and we're like, cool. <laughs> Good news for us. Yipper. But no, at 18 years old, if you've left your house to go sleep somewhere else, I think it should be assumed that you're responsible. You're an adult. Right. And if we're not going to give you the responsibility, then what the fuck is the point? You might as well just just live at at your house. Yeah. Stay at home and go to a fucking online college. Uh, God. But for a community college, it had a good... good jazz band program and the director there oh, I, man. I still play i still play music with him he was like my biggest definitely my biggest influence as a uh player and playing playing jazz studying it so and this was in it, mississippi it was in mississippi and what so college? i fought northwest mississippi community college okay and so it uh the last chance you are you familiar with that? It was a documentary on Netflix. It sounds familiar. Uh, Last Chance You. It's I've about, seen the previews for it, but I've never watched that's it. That's about Northeast Mississippi. Oh, no community. shit. So it's not like uh, Motlow or Jack. I mean, it, their community colleges out there are bigger. Big. They, they, yeah, look, they look more like universities, but they're yeah. also really strict, and they're shitty weed. <laughs> they'll throw you in jail for 40 years if they if they oh catch you smoking not but they were just so strict i mean yeah. so yeah. strict you did not feel like you were an adult yeah I fuck that. that that that's you stupid did not there's feel no like point in going to college right literally no point so how long were you there for one semester and then one semester at austin p and clarksville and then you transferred and then so your sophomore year is when you went to berkeley yes i did okay and also that helped me at berkeley too because i kind of already knew the system of admissions and yeah paying how, it and worked. how to yeah. sign up for classes and yeah you know yeah. don't sign up for 18 fucking hours <laughs> if you don't have to and yeah don't yeah. don't give yourself eight o'clock i mean i knew the whole to navigate the thing and yeah. so it was a culture shock but schooling was it was a e- comfortable was culture e- shock. It, yeah, yeah, the school, the academic part was easy, which so, left lots of room for yeah, <laughs> other a good stuff. Time. Exactly. Yeah. So Berkeley is like a like a specifically music college, is that mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you go there, do you have to take uh-huh. unrelated classes like yes. uh, like fucking calculus? Yes, ones? Yeah. you have to take yeah, all sucks. your your gen general but, education credit. You know they're doing like college courses and that kind of shit are so much better than high school was. Yeah, like. Yeah, but my thing is, if you want to it, be it's a stupid. professional, if agree. you want to be a yeah. professional dick sucker, why am I learning about fucking, <laughs> right? Why that's am I learning true. about mowing lawns? What the fuck does that have to do with sucking dick? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. That was the problem I had. Like, you know how many times I changed my fucking major, yeah, and then I finally settled on one, and they took it away from the fucking school. So, 
and I took I, I took about that. stupid shit. I took a, a statistics and psychology two and shit. And like, what the fuck does that have to do with it anything? Had nothing to do with what the fuck Plato was saying. No, were you a philosophy major? Yeah, the, awesome. The last awesome. major that I picked was philosophy because I loved it. I enjoyed it. I still do. Okay, but good, 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 good. Funny good. story. It's nice to like, hear. Like kind of like a uh, how Somebody things come around. I went to college for about two weeks, and that was it for me. But I yeah, went well, to my Dylan, you're man. so smart, man. I mean, like shit. <laughs> it's don't long, waste your money. Don't long do it. fucking story. Don't my don't my home life was shit, and I, the whole situation with the girlfriend, and I was an alcoholic. I was like, it was 17. a bad time to go to school. I was 17, and I was an alcoholic. If I went to college now, it'd be a different story. It was a bad time for me to go to school. You were an alcoholic at 17, dude. You have no idea. Oh yeah, I no, did, I don't. The first yeah. time I did oh, cocaine, yeah. I was 13 years old. Yeah, I tripped acid at 14. <laughs> At Bonnaroo. Anyway. At Bonnaroo. So, <laughs> that makes it okay. This was your, like, who, did your parents take you there, or? That was, uh, that was with the Marshall County High School band. and I You just tripped so, acid at Bonnaroo? Just so happened to score some acid. My parents are going to hear this, and they're like, I'm sorry. It was sorry, before what? you were the band director. Well, we don't have to go too deep down this. R.I.P. Hinkle. That's probably why I got fired. <laughs> probably is, yeah. Because <laughs> of dumbasses like me. No, nobody knew. I mean, it was like a, a oh, Kevin. Secret. It was it was the kid thing. I was yeah. I was really rebellious, and my parents were really rebellious towards my rebellion. And yeah, it, it's a it's a long story, but yeah, I was an alcoholic, and uh, so I went to college for telecommunications. Like I wanted to do mm-hmm. radio shows and yeah, shit like that. Yeah. So fucking how here we are. are. We're here. How funny things come we around. We made it. You got no degree, and I got an associate. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> and and what? Uh, I almost said physiology. My no, my my associate's degree is not in philosophy what because they took the they took the major away. My associate's degree is in general studies. Uh, <laughs> it's a associate of arts because I took a foreign fucking language. An associate of arts. So you have a professor bullshit degree. No. In general studies, <laughs> none of them are bullshit. With an emphasis that's not written on the fucking degree in philosophy. And I could have gone to MTSU and got my bachelor's and then gone to law school and been yeah. a lawyer. That would have been a fucking mistake you for could... me. I'd go to jail. Or I could have got my master's and taught college level philosophy while working on getting my PhD. But yeah. fuck I me, philosophy, the money the, I already sank into it. No. The path is more towards law school. Yeah. Is, yeah, is, if it's you're, easier if to get into law school with a philosophy degree than with a history degree. Uh, and the LSAT, though I've never taken it, my brother mm-hmm. did, and he passed it. But like the the logic part yeah. of the LSAT test, I found pretty hard. And I don't if you're not really schooled in in philosophy and that to that's it, it's that hard to pass. It. Yeah. yeah, it's hard yeah. to pass that. See, part what of always the test. interested me was the ethics side of it. And and just because it would be wrong LSAT. Yeah, this is what kind of idiot I am. He said LSAT, and I was yeah. like, Not the, that one. the light machine. The test. <laughs> but get her. I was always interested in the ethics and the uh, um, um, the out there kind of side of it. That's what I was always into with philosophy. The logic part was cool, but I just never got into it. I think being I think a small it, town it, little think, attorney might be okay, man. It's like, no, oh, you got man, a DUI? Dude, bro, It's $1,500 an hour, and I'll save man. you your two days in jail, but you're going to get like a reckless driving but, charge, but here, and it's done problem, in five though. minutes, here's and you problem. cash the check, and here's that's the it. the problem with that. 
there well, actually there are two problems with being a lawyer for me. Number one, I'd be held in contempt of court every fucking case that I'd be involved in, probably because I don't so want to shut my that, fucking mouth. That shit doesn't happen. Two, that two, shit doesn't happen in actual court cases. You're not two, they're really get chill. Up there Any and... asshole that comes to me want me to represent them, I'd probably be like, "You're a fucking idiot." Find another lawyer. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I'll represent the uh, defenseless. I'll be the honorable. You lawyer. might be a better prosecutor than anything. <laughs> yeah, way better prosecutor yeah, I'd than be a an defense awesome attorney. Because a defense attorney, most of the time, you kind of have to defend pieces of shit that are lying. Yeah. So you know, my friend that's a lawyer. My friend that's a lawyer. I play soccer with. He mostly only deals with divorce cases. Yeah. And that's to money. Hear, to hear, I know it's a shitload of you fucking told, money. You went through a divorce. But, you know. Yeah. That's well, money. And I, and I went with. Uh, the big guns. He went in with the ones that like specialize in like men's four men's type shit. What's the shit? bare minimum divorce? I mean, like if dude, you, so mine cost like, six thousand no. dollars, and and you didn't have? Did you have? You I had, had a daughter. You had one. That, that's one why. That's why I went with them because yeah. shit at the time was really wacky. So I went with the big motherfuckers upstairs, and I'm, it's a good thing I did. I got exactly what I wanted: fifty fifty custody. Yeah. So it worked out in the end. Yeah, and it like, was worth it. Now that they're back together after he spent this much money, like, <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ! It's it's a it's a lot better situation than it was before, much and they're both situation. way happier. Yeah, it, it needed yeah. to happen. Trust me. Yeah, it it was something. It was a speed bump. Let's call How it. How old that, was your daughter when she was? When you, Presley was barely two years old. Okay, well then, yeah, barely. Never, well, no, she was a little over a year and a half. Yeah. She was diagnosed in February, and we got divorced in June, July, August. She was a year and ten months. Yeah. I just think if you could separate yourself from the personal side of it as an attorney, which is I think would be easier to do as an attorney than a teacher. Oh yes. Well, see, that's and then you just cash and checks. You're just you're filing documents and making phone calls, and that's all you do. Because I get personal with shit. I get involved with it. I would handle it. It's hard not to if you give a shit. Like my lawyer, I had up there. She was incredible. I would, I would. You had a female attorney. She was awesome. Michelle McGill was her name. She was hot too. She was incredible. Yeah, I think more men ought to get women as defense attorneys. What I wanted is what she worked to get me. She didn't do any of this. Paper pushing, fucking, well, you could do this. You could have that. She didn't try to sway me any direction. She was, you tell me what you want. We're going to fucking get it. We fucking got it. Where was she? What, what uh, company was she? <sighs> Dude, I can't Was she Franklin, Tennessee? Name. Morgan and Morgan. It wasn't Morgan and Morgan. It was, <laughs> it, it was the... They, dude, they... If you were a loved one, has been affected. <laughs> right. They advertise this shit on 1029 constantly. It's... Uh, oh, I know. The men's know. rights divorce attorneys... Uh, not God Morgan damn it, Morgan. dude! It's been on the tip of my tongue this whole time. Um, I know we, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Col- no, not Coleman and not Coleman. Coleman. Um, I can hear the guy's voice, dude. Even. He has the most monotone. Men's rights are an important. Cordell and Cordell, Cordell and motherfucking Cordell. That was Thank them. You. But I had That's why this. I got the laptop, boys. So this one guy there, this one lawyer there. I had to deal with him a little bit because she went on vacation. So he was handling my case for like a week and a half, two weeks. And he was just kind of a cunt. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's honest. Like, he was just a fucking asshole. Like, he like, well, I don't understand like, why you're doing that. Well, I'm I don't paying give a for fuck you. you. That's yeah. why. Fuck yeah. you. I'm here in this office talking to you and paying you. You better fucking realize who's in charge, bitch. Oh, he made me so mad. 
And then and the when, amount that I'm paying you, fuck off. Be professional. Really? Because because the 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 fucking the uh, the company only got like thirty percent of what I was paying, and the rest yeah. went to her. And then I think he got the time that I dealt with him. I think he got like a thousand bucks or something out of it. But how many times did you have to go to court? We went to court twice. Six thousand. Um, the first time was. The first time was a uh, custody dispute kind of thing. We'll, we'll talk about that off the podcast. Um, All good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but the second time was the actual divorce decree part. Um, so you were happy with her, but not this fill-in? No. Yeah. And like I said, I only had to deal with him for like a week and a half, two weeks. And the whole time, I was like, this guy's a fucking asshole. And he, lo- he looked like an ass. Like, he... <laughs> he had that typical arrogant lawyer aura yeah. about him, and it was just like, you're a fucking dick. But her, oh, she was sweet as could be, polite, nice. And then we got in a courtroom, and she was like a fucking vixen. I mean, she come out in armor and a sword. Yeah, that's my girl. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I felt bad for my ex slash current girlfriend. <laughs> how, how, how bad really you felt bad for her? That means you got a good lawyer, well, but exactly. was it was it a? So the lawyer, yeah, sorry, bitch. The lawyer, <laughs> yeah, the lawyer that Sam had was uh, she specialized in tax law, and this woman to this day, Sam hasn't paid her because she won't send her a bill, and Sam has actually like called her and left voicemails and texted her and emailed her, being like, "I need to fucking pay you." It's been three years. What the fuck? And Sam's like, I ain't fucking messenger anymore. And I'm like, fuck no, because now my money's your money again. <laughs> like, wait, no. It's my money. The divorce laws are enough to make a guy go red pill. You know, just like. Oh, it was compl- fucking I've, stupid. I've looked into that and stuff. God, dads are completely disregarded. It's not even, as bad even, anymore. Uh, Nowhere near as bad as it used to be. And. Good. Sam and I both came out on the the right end of things because I had a good lawyer and the judge we had was incredible. He w- he didn't give a fuck about me and her arguing and being pissed at each other. He was worried about Presley. Right. And he straight up which said, is the way it should be. Exactly. Exactly. He straight up said, "Look, I don't care about all this extra shit. You do right. You do right. She's what matters." And I mean it. Her and I had a really fucked up relationship at the time because we were both just at each other's throats, and and it's it's so funny because like you guys are basically the same person. Me and Tori talk about this all the time. Fucking are like Like, I knew you guys were hanging out and like getting together and stuff, and like you didn't want to tell anybody because you thought people were gonna be like, "Well, well, yeah." Well, I was holding off, like I do on everything. I but the whole thing about it was like it's the best thing, and I know that. For any couple that's listening, though, like I recommend like spending time apart because when you spend every oh, single absolutely. hour of every single fucking day together, of course you're going to get nuts. tired of each other. Yeah. Even you got to have her, different interests and things to do. Even me and her not living together. Yeah. We, we got to, like, she's got to go do her thing and I got to yeah. come over here and podcast or do go to Taekwondo, whatever. I got to do my thing. Away Which, from by her. the way, she's, she's more than welcome to always join us on anything. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I got to get her in on this. I have a friend, and he was an assistant principal. He's like the most hopeless romantic you could (laughs) possibly imagine. And he went through a terrible divorce. I mean, an absolutely terrible divorce. Three kids. Oh, God. Oh, God. Three kids. Cheating, fucking abuse. Her cheating or him? 
uh, hit her. Okay. And then he, mm-hmm. he, yeah. And so it's like, it's really nasty. And he ends up just settling on like whatever the basic divorce. Oh, don't. Whatever the basic divorce is, he just settles that to be Jesus. done with it. He gets re- remarried here. Re- and this girl's hot. I mean, I got to say, you know, for a 36, 7 year old guy, he did really well. Yeah. Right. But it's like every day he's put, I love you so much, baby. It's our three and a half week oh, anniversary. Thank you. And it's dude. every day them kissing and them holding. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude. You're gonna run her off. That's right. <laughs> she's, that will fucking she, drop. She's gonna think you're the biggest pushover of all time. That's yeah. gonna last zero time. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's and what's funny is it's the same way he was in high school. Yeah. Even before the girl he married. I mean, he didn't he, grow. He just fell head over heels. I'm gonna throw rose petals at your feet and. Open all the doors and 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 oh my God. It, it, it crosses it, from it gentleman to I know this girl <laughs> thinks you're a poon. Funny, right. <laughs> yeah. funny story. Yeah. She's night. gonna it roll took, all over you. It took <laughs> me getting divorced to grow the fuck up. Last it's, night, me and Tori went out to dinner and we saw a guy that was like about our age, maybe a little younger, opening mm. the car door for his girlfriend, oh, and she man. looks at it and goes. <laughs> What right. The fuck? Right. <laughs> She's Wait, like, can you imagine? Tori, Tori, Tori did the girlfriend. That. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> she I thought said, you meant the girl was like. She said, "Can fuck? you imagine?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Can we not be that couple?" <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Me. What it's like dating an adult. I don't think there are. I don't think there is a Welcome brand of world. woman that will. And now I sound like. You know, drunk and going off here, but like, <laughs> there, there's not a brand of woman I, I, over the age of nineteen. Who finds that shit attractive? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so yeah. either. I wholeheartedly yeah. believe that. I, I don't think so. Either. If they I opened the shit. door for Sam, she'd probably laugh at me and call me a <laughs> fucking pussy. If, hey, if, what's if, wrong with you? If you did that, did, what do you think I am? If right. you did that on a first date with like a woman you don't know that's like older, like our age, she would look at that and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna take advantage of this motherfucker." <laughs> that or deal breaker right yeah. away. Take me the fuck home. I'm yeah. calling an Uber. Actually, don't go. take me home. Yeah, this like, guy's a fucking idiot. That's just. Kind of pathetic and desperate. Yeah, it's, seeming. it's well, it's cliche. It's and obvious. That too, it's and very fucking obvious. Look, unless like, you look like Ryan Gosling, like there's no need to do some shit like that. Well, and even then, he don't have to do that shit. And he I just don't gotta show think, up to the party. <laughs> I don't. In this particular friend I'm talking about, I think he really feels that way. I yeah. think he really loves his yeah. woman that yeah. way. And it made more power to He's him. being chivalrous. I don't think there's an insincere bone in his body, but yeah. I just. I, you know, you see it, it's like, dude, you're going to get divorced again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Absolutely. Coming. It's respectable, <laughs> but like, like even like the smallest situations, like, uh, what do you want to go eat? And like, she says, I don't know. And then oh, you just keep saying, right? They'll test don't you to see if you'll started. assert yourself. Exactly. They don't care what night. you say. It's just, will you assert yourself? Exactly. I'm kind of feeling this. Well, I don't want that. Well, too fucking bad. <laughs> like, Last night when we far. were snapping back and forth, when me and her were at Sonic and we were snapping about the, the white family bullshit. Yeah. When we got back home is when I saw your, your snap that said we that you weren't going to go to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And me, I was like. All right, that works. I'm going to sleep then. I ain't going to go to Cracker Barrel. I work third shift. And this motherfucker was trying to get me to get out at 8 a.m. Bitch, I go to bed. And Sam was like... You work third? Oh, man. Sam was yeah, like, rough. well, that works because because I didn't really feel like going to Cracker Barrel anyway. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, what are you in the mood for? Well, I kind of want a breakfast burrito. 
All right, you want Chick Fil A? No, I don't really. Li- I don't really like care for Chick Fil A's breakfast burritos. Okay, you want to go to fucking Victor's Taco Shop? Well, let's see what they got. <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you want? I want. I'll be happy driving two feet down the road to Dunkin' Donuts, getting a coffee and a bagel. I don't really care for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what are we eating? Find out what the fuck Pick you something. want, and we'll go. And we ended up going to Taco Bell. If I don't know, what's the rest? <laughs> Dude, Taco Bell's breakfast. Is Their shit. breakfast is fucking I'll awesome. I'll take a Part breakfast quesadilla, man. Yes. She she had only ever had their Crunchwrap breakfast thing, there you which go. tastes That's... like shit. I don't like it. Really? She didn't like it. And I, I told her, I was like, you got to okay. try the Grande Scrambler, because that's where yeah. the fuck it is at. Get that with steak. It's good as shit. She didn't believe me until this morning. She Most was like, definitely. this is pretty good. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I see it in high school, too, in young and in middle school. You know, boy falls in love with the girl. Yeah. And again, the principle of the girl maturing faster than yeah. the boy. They're just playing... With these boys, like oh yeah, know, like it's a so, cat yeah. knocking a ball around. Or I something. got lucky. I always he, had immature it, girlfriends. <laughs> Mr. B here got to see it firsthand. The fucking the the explosion that was like what eighteen year old Dylan when I was in high school. Oh, no, yeah. I was I was seventeen Dude, my senior year. That's how I knew me. you were cool. He got <laughs> Go ahead and tell me. this story, but he yeah. got to see me fucking explode because. Oh, no. On uh, everybody. I was, uh, okay, so I was drinking constantly. Those my home that. life was fucking asshole. Yeah. My my relationship was balls. And, okay, it's taken me 10 years for her and I to finally become, like, like cool again. Yeah. And we, we, we both apologized to each other. And I'll never forget, like, um, I messaged her one night, and I was like, look, I just wanted to apologize for everything that I've ever done to you. This is yeah. me, like, you know, yeah. like when an alcoholic goes to rehab and they come back yeah. out. I still need to do that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> when they come out, they start, like, <laughs> I haven't gotten to that step. I skipped that step. <laughs> Who needs it, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've gotten to the, po- I got to the point where I, like, tried to reconcile with everybody. And there's, there's certain yeah. people that just won't speak to me anymore because of... How shitty I was back then. Oh, well, you know what? Fuck those I think people. you're giving yourself too those, much those people guilt. Don't well, here, I, I feel really shitty about the way that I acted. Because there was there was times when, like, I, I would say, there's some, okay, there's one particular thing that sticks out in my brain where um, they were doing, like, a concert or something. And I just yelled out, well, what the fuck? Like, in the middle of the class. <laughs> and he heard me. He's the teacher. He heard me. And he's just like... Like trying to reason with me, and I'm like <laughs> just being a fucking asshole. And I'm like, I hear I hear that in my mind over and over. Some I do the same thing. You know, like sometimes yeah. when you, you like you think of something embarrassing, and you're like, yes, yes. Like I'll I wonder that if that lot. person still thinks about that. And they're like, no, I don't know yeah. the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I had been begged to play basketball games at Marshall County. The first year, I didn't play any basketball games, yeah. and they said, okay, fuck well, them I'm gonna games. stay here. I'll play the basketball games, and so. I showed up, stayed after school with Dylan, and there were people above us throwing Skittles down the bell of the tuba, and I think maybe even trying to throw it down the bell of his tenor. Yeah. And, you know, I'm there just playing and directing, just trying to, it's a basketball pep game, trying to keep it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dylan, I swear to God, man, I thought he was going to rip the bleachers off to get to this (laughs) fucking kid. Like... Good. And I'm too small. He was like the same, you know. Yeah, yeah. In relation to me, he was the same size as yeah. he is. Yeah, I was ready. Is yeah. now. 
And I'm just like, oh, God, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it was, he was going to, I thought, really, for real, you're going to, and, of course, part of me is like, kick their ass. I really wanted yeah, to see yeah. it. There's because that, always that happening, yeah. I'm not getting paid for it. He's not getting right, paid for it. Yeah. It's not our fucking basketball game. Right. You begged I, me to do this forever. I'm here because I get to spend time with my girlfriend because yeah. her parents yeah. hate me. And you're th- we got people throwing shit at us from the bleachers. Like, what kind of yeah. hee-haw shit is this? Hee-haw shit. <laughs> my senior and year. And that was the last time i was just like we're not gonna play we're not gonna play anymore my senior year at soccer team we played page at home and page ended up beating us three to zero the page games were always epic they it was a real wet kind of game it had been raining for a few days and it just happened to be sunny this day but the field was just fucking awful yeah but we ended up playing anyway after the game all every single one of these fucking assholes and i hope y'all are fans of this show fuck you suck my ass they took off running across the field and did that bullshit you see in the pros where they just fucking like flatten out and slide across the field oh the like fucking they... the whole home half of the field was nothing but a fucking pig style fucking pit. yeah and so of course me and AJ Morrow stood up off the bench and was running after the whole fucking page team about to beat the shit out of everyone cause of them. they were disrespect giving, my fucking house. Okay, yeah, Hell knocking no. divots in your field. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't no divot. This was a fucking crater. Man, they, oh, God, it was horrible. Fucking horrible. That was the same year we had that big fight with uh, Chapel Hill. Oh, yeah. When people when were I got, jumping over the fence. I got yellow ready. carded for keeping people from fighting. Like, Jesus Christ. And then I think in the, you know, at the year after you graduated, I think you were, you know, that something was still going on and you ended up at a band practice and we talked and it was just like you know shit man i i fell in love in high school you know like mm-hmm. i think you're pretty pitiful honestly if by the time you're <laughs> our age you don't have somebody you really were in love with yeah yeah right. you've had a had i a don't know that i'm gonna be able to life. talk to you honestly because yeah. yeah. we we just miss a big part of yeah growing human ex- right ex- yeah. E- exactly and and you know that's 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 about it. Yeah, I was I was, I was just like trying to like redeem myself because I was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so uh... <laughs> I mean, on, honestly, I would rather see I would rather see a young man or a young woman get you know have to face their own emo- emotions and how they feel about another person, right. you know, than to see them just not participate yeah, yeah or be in a situation where nobody wants to date them or be in a or yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. market yourself <laughs> yeah i'm sure you guys know guys like this too. not really had no girlfriends you don't really even know if they lost their virginity so. and they're 27 <laughs> years old speaking yeah. and you speaking. can tell it yeah you can tell that yeah. like they've just not really dealt with people yeah they, they to that point, um, Gunnar Fuller has a child. Anyway, uh, what were you saying? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know him. <laughs> You're going to have to get that out of the... <laughs> 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 Gunner, yeah, he does. Gunnar Fuller. I've never <clears throat> met him. You probably wouldn't. <laughs> Man. I will say this: his his dad was the the band booster president. Oh, his dad's the shit. He, he, yes, oh, I love that guy. Ronnie's the shit. I've never seen a man so exhausted. Like every time I talked to him, he'd be like, "I worked nine hours, then I did this, yep. and now I'm coming to cook hamburgers." And he have the look on his face of someone that just like 
If needs they, to sleep. If they just <laughs> shut their eyelids just for one second, and we've all been, we've yeah. every oh, yeah. single one has been yeah. there. God, yeah. That he, that would be it. That it was amazing that he could even throw sentences together because he had the look of not just being kind of tired or busy. It was exhaustion. So that just was 10 yeah. years ago? It was 10 years ago. And he's still like that today. If I it, respect the fuck out of that man. So he's it, still the 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 booster I, I, dude. I would guess he does probably. something for the football team now. Okay. I think he's part okay. of the quarterback club. What, what, is, what exactly is the quarterback club? It, probably it's the same thing like as the, the boosters. boosters. Okay, I They're thought just, maybe it was just where quarterbacks got together and served <laughs> <a group>. or <laughs> something. <laughs> same thing. You know, it's it's like no. a it's, it's all the parents okay. they get together right. and like discuss the finances of the Makes team sense. and shit like that. Yeah. <clears throat> In Tennessee, um, it is a circle jerk. This is. This is not the case in all states, but in Tennessee, most band programs, it is only the director's salary that's funded, and then okay. everything else is fundraised. Well, that was that was like yeah. soccer. I mean, Miss Raffo got paid, but we had to do fundraisers and shit to pay for referees, to pay for buses, to meals. If we went out of town and she wanted to feed us, she ended up paying for half that shit most of the time. That. Like, raises problems in that the director or the coach might not have as much control over decisions as yeah. they would have if the school paid for the things that, yeah, you know, directly. For, yes, for yeah. the activities that were going on. Yeah, yeah. One of the differences between Lewisburg and South Pittsburgh was that with the boosters in Lewisburg, even though me and Ronnie could not be completely, we couldn't be any more different. Right. Me and Randall Jones. Evan's dad yeah. could not be any different. Me and Laurie, I'd say we had some things in common. Angie Owen, uh, Carly now Lee is a, a mom. I mean, we all got along. We, but we agree. We agreed on things. I don't remember them ever telling me no yeah. for something, yeah. and I don't remember ever telling them no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about something. If I wanted something, they paid for it. If they wanted something, I said, "Sure, go." You know, go yeah. ahead. Well, and they didn't even have to ask me. But the difference in that and South Pittsburgh, where <laughs> I didn't have the relationship with the booster, I had no power. I mean, I had no decision making at all. They make yeah. the de- really? they make the decisions. So, I'm just a figurehead. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. Talk more about Marshall County. You, on your outline here, it says that uh, leaving was like the the worst, it was horrible, worst professional decision that you made. It was so, like, the worst professional decision. Talk a little mind. bit about like Marshall County. Like, what was what was that like for you? For for us, it was like holy shit. This guy went to Berkeley. We were mm-hmm. like, yeah, because our last couple band directors were. I won't say they were pieces of shit necessarily. But I will. I went in the band, and I'll say they're pieces. of they shit. They were within the top five worst people I've ever met. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not even like teacher, like teacher, like they were just bad people. You know how many times I heard "fuck Miss Gray" yeah. from AJ uh, or yeah. Mr. Anderson, who apparently was also charged with like uh, pedophilia. He was fucking weird. Yeah. Really. Believe that the school he went to after ours, he was charged and he was arrested and charged with um, some form of like uh, sexual harassment or sexual misconduct with a minor. Oh yeah. no! Well, okay, so, so I like, didn't get hired at the beginning of the year. I got yeah, hired in yeah. October. The school year had already you came started right after Miss Gray. Yeah, and yeah, what had happened that was with horrible for us, Miss Gray, was that teachers, even if they have a degree. They have to take a subject area test. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. they they have know, to be able to. Yeah. If somebody's degree is in you know philosophy, but they want to teach government, 
You gotta take well, a course and or take a test. You gotta go take a test in government yeah, and then to you, prove and then you you're good to go. Miss yeah. Gray's deal was she couldn't pass her test. Oh. Well, what was so, she? Why the fuck was she a band director? If she, she uh, it's probably the college she went to, but I don't know her personally. <laughs> I just know yeah. that she couldn't pass the test on three tries that I passed. In Jesus one, Christ. not being a music. My major was not music education. So what you yeah. major in? Uh, professional music. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah. So, but it was you sort of music. a yeah, right. But yeah. it was sort of a blend between yeah. performing and education. Anyway, it took me one try to take the test. Yeah, yeah. Took her through it, regardless. Uh, and so I get in in October, and the show they had written for the kids was supposed to be some kind of patriotic show, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I mean, I really couldn't. Bro, it was so bad. I'm looking yeah. at the score. I'm looking at the march at the drill sheets. And so the first decision was really just to pare that down to mm-hmm. like like a five minute something instead of a ten minute show, and uh, and 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 without Dylan here carrying the melody, we would have been we would have been in bad trouble. I still remember every piece that I ever played on saxophone. I could probably pull it out and play it for you, but I cannot tell you what that fucking show was. The the patriotic was, thing. Yeah, it was so was bad. That bad? It was oh, so God. bad. I don't know what it was. I could I couldn't sing a line from it. I couldn't sing a bass line. I couldn't sing a melody. I don't know what and the it year was. Before that, we played a Chuck Mangione show. If that tells you anything, exactly. Feels so good. That Chuck, Chuck Mangione there. Anyways, and so God. we get through. We get. I knew through, it was rough, but goddamn. We get through the marching season, and um, the first presentation I made to the band Boosters was about like. Well, how do we get better? How do we sound like Forrest? How do we sound like... Anybody that's not Marshall County. Right. And the thing that I could think of that we could do that didn't cost money, was time. I looked at the fact that at the middle school mm-hmm. in Lewisburg, they were only playing three days a week. Right. And so you got sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. They're playing three days a week for, say, 55 minutes, just say an hour. But then you got to go compete against kids from Page. Or kids from Tullahoma who are playing every single day for an hour. Yep. And I showed the band parents. I just it was just it wasn't even a PowerPoint. It was more like a just a here, look at this. Check it out. How many hours we were deficient by the time our eighth graders got to be freshmen. Yeah. Which of course you never make that up. Ever. <laughs> I There's mean no you, way to. you don't get your fourth grade year back. Especially <laughs> you, you within, don't get your fifth grade year back. Especially you don't get within, any of it back that point in time in a child's life that's like you know that's when you're really starting to come online and realize what's going on around you exactly and you're starting to build what your interests are and things like that so and the beautiful thing about learning an instrument is everybody starts from zero exactly everybody it doesn't matter if your dad was eddie van halen it doesn't matter if your dad was a tone deaf idiot yeah everybody starts from zero that's why it's worth studying. And so it's considering that we start from zero, what's the factor we can control? Time. Exactly. You give me time. Time doesn't cost any money. You just have to give me the time. And it, it really, I think, everybody in the band, parents in the high school, it made sense to them. I was I remember leaving that meeting and thinking, okay, we're, we are on the same page. And we were for the remainder of the time. And at the middle school, the two days a week I wasn't teaching band Dylan, uh, I did a study hall, mm-hmm. so I would be there um, from eight o'clock to about eleven o'clock, just running a study hall. And every day, the principal would 
walk past where I was running the study hall and kind of smiled and kind of waved. This guy's name was Mr. Hubble. I don't know if he's still employed. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not employed by a school system. I can say whatever I want, and that's a good thing about going on this podcast. Uh, and every day he would walk in and wave, and, and maybe once a week he would ask me, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. Is there anything I can do for you to make it? I said, no, 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 I'm fine, man. Thank you for asking. Okay, cool. This goes on 10 weeks, 11 weeks, long time. Several, right. And then we get about to April, and he asked me, is there anything I can do for you? What What can we do to make it, you know, to make things easier, grow the band, get the band better, yada, da. You know what? Next year in the schedule, instead of three days a week, let me have the kids five days a week. Yeah. If you let me have my kids five days a week, we're going to start to make up some of the time that, you know, that we need to make up. We're Our kids will now have been playing as much as everybody else and will be competitive. Yeah. If I'm a good teacher. Right. <laughs> if yeah. I'm not a good teacher, it doesn't make... But if I'm a good teacher and you get you get five hundred hours to learn the saxophone, yeah, and a kid from Columbia gets five hundred hours to play the saxophone, you should be at least at his level. <laughs> at least as good. It should be com- it should be comparable. Right. And he said, "Yeah, I, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do. Yeah, okay, that makes sense." And this is the he's asked me this. Well, at least a dozen times. Yeah. What can I do? This gets to the like the sloppy management podcast you had yeah. you had with Tori, which I advise anybody to listen to because it's it's good. The next year I get my schedule. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. It's true. The next year I get my schedule, and instead of three days a week, it's two. What? the fuck and he walked in and he it's not it's one of those looks like you get from a manager or an authority figure like like i fucked you yeah you know like gotcha you know how disgusting it it was the only thing in my entire time in lewisburg and honest brandon edwards who is now a, a minister and i'm sure is doing good work where he's at in be brandon yeah in in illinois he told me the very first day I got there, be careful about Mr. Hubble. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'll just get to know people as I get to, you know, it's whatever. And he did. That guy proved himself to be quite a dick. Uh-huh. I mean, because that's one of those things, you know, like, why are you going to ask me what you can do to make it better if you're just going to turn around and do the opposite? Exactly. What a, what a piece of shit. I never knew that story. That's Yes. Because when I was in seventh grade and eighth grade, uh, Marshall County Band played show. Uh, they played five days a week. It was, I mean, it was a class. It was a credit you had to have to go on to high school. If you wanted to be competitive, that's what you have to do. But that's not why I left. I left because I got married, and my wife has a enmeshed family that lives around her. And it was an hour and a half drive you yeah. know, from, from there to here, and it was too long to drive. <laughs> Jesus, but I, I thought driving right, every day for but, a fucking job, and then having to take on the extra responsibility of oh, it's Tuesday, we're doing until six today. Yeah, you know? where where was that at? This is here, Lewisburg. No, no, no. What? Where would you be living at? In Winchester. Okay, all right. Yeah, so driving so from same place right now. Okay. <laughs> in fact, when I got married, we got married in Las Vegas, and um, <laughs> I told my wife, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I told him, well, obviously, we got married. We're going to live together. Yeah. 
But I was so scared about having to make that drive and losing my job, I went behind her back and signed a six-month lease in Murfreesboro. So, like, we were technically married, but I was still living. Our honeymoon was spent with her living in Winchester and me living yeah. in Murfreesboro. Yeah, wow. And she was mad at me, and I thought in my head, well, if she's really that mad, she'll, we'll just annul it and it'll be over with. And I'll keep... <laughs> yeah. th- this'll be like, you know, it never fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> That's how dumb I was. Six months runs out. She's not moving. My mom's still alive. My grandma's still alive. You got these familial situations where people won't fucking leave. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so then I started the commute from Winchester to... And, like, however stressful your job is, if you have to drive a long way to get it, it will make it that much worse. Because you're thinking about it the whole time you're driving there. And the whole way home, you're thinking, what am I going to get up? Yeah, what am I going to get to? get away from this? Yeah. Exactly. Um, So that was the reason. That was the reason I left. And, again, it was the biggest professional mistake I made in my life. Jacob Sorrells, who's the superintendent of Marshall Mm -hmm. County, he was awesome to me. He was the principal of the high school at the time. He was wonderful. I know he he loves music, sports music. Mm -hmm. Not going to cut any, not going to, you know, like, he... He's a bro, like no, no, no yeah. doubt about it. I have no problems um, with him. But the guy at the middle school—it's just funny when somebody warns you the very first day you get there, a kid. Yeah, a sixteen-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. says, "Watch out for this guy." Watch out for this guy. He doesn't like the band, and then it turns out fourteen months later, sure, he fucks you. Sure, he really don't like the fucking sure, band. Sure enough, and uh, and so yeah, that's that's it. I mean, it just. Again, the, the name names in a positive way. I mean, Kristen's parents were awesome. Mariah's parents, believe it or not, were nice to me. Your parents were nice to me. God, I uh, can't imagine my parents. Randall, Rand, <laughs> again, Evan's, Evan's <laughs> parents, Ronnie's parents, Carly's parents. They didn't have to be. And again, I saw the next year at South Pittsburgh how they could have been. Yeah. Which is completely See, suspicious, and we're not going to listen to anything you say. And you went to college up north. My principal at South Pittsburgh graduated from Liberty University. Do you know where Liberty University is? Mm-mm. Liberty University, what, do you know who Jerry Falwell is? Mm-mm, no. In Virginia, it's a Baptist college. Jerry Falwell. Do you know who Pat Robertson and the 700 Club is? Mm-mm. The religious right. Just put it that way. It's the, the that's uber, why we don't know. Uber, uber religious right. This guy was well known in the 90s as being homophobic, racist. Oh, the 700 Club. Gotcha. It's in that bunch. Yeah. My principal, his his degree on his wall is him shaking hands with Jerry Falwell. My degree is me shaking hands with Stephen fucking Tyler. So how do you think... <laughs> I'd, I'd is be it, so much more proud of the Stephen Tyler. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, but awesome. you can automatically tell. Yeah. There's tension. There's gonna be there's gonna be a tension. Yeah. There, and um, the ironic part about that story with the number of days in class, Dylan, is that I went from three days in 2009 for middle school band mm-hmm. to two days, which by the way into, was seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. In yeah. in 2010 to zero days in 2011 at South Pittsburgh because they didn't teach band. It was just like a club. It was just like chess club or Japanese club or something like that. So was it like extracurricular? Yes. For even for middle schoolers? Yes. 
Yes. What about high school? Did they have a marching band? We we tried. Well, they did. We try. We tried. Um, but you know, you can't keep kids. You can't God. get everybody to show up after school. No, not at all. No. Um. No. And when it's not for a grade, even though he'll tell yeah. you, I gave all my kids in in band ninety nines. Yeah. And a hundreds. When you don't yes, have, do. when you don't have the grade to say, parents don't give a fuck. Yeah, show up to practice, or I'm gonna yeah. give you an eighty. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. really want to make a C in marching band? Right. Whereas yeah. when you don't have the grade, they're not gonna show up. You so, know, the, 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 they're just, the, you know, especially if they drive and they're older than sixteen. And right, if they have yeah, friends yeah, yeah. that can drive and they know they don't have to, yeah, and there's no the consequences. Out. And yeah. then if they don't show up to practice, and then we give super shitty, embarrassing, ugly performances, which I don't obviously want to do, but right. I, I'm expected to get them out on the field. Yeah. Right? Where is this at? South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. So, is there a town in Tennessee called Pittsburgh? South? No, no. South it's Pittsburgh. Just, yeah, right. It's just South really? Pittsburgh. Where Virginia is it? Pull that up. Pull that shit up, Jamie. It is in Marion. <laughs> it's in Marion County. Basically, if you go over Mont Eagle to the other side, the first town you hit is South Pittsburgh. Really? Yes. I just don't understand why a... How could you have a band without having a class, or... Yeah, I mean, there's so many questions I have. Like, the biggest problem that Lewisburg ever had, from seventh grade until I graduated, we had... Okay, so there was Doss, Hinkle, Mr. Anderson, Miss Gray. Y'all had a revolving door. Mm -hmm. So in seven years, in six years that I went to school in uh, Marshall County, we had five different band directors. Yes, and it's I, like that's, and I mean you remember things about each one of them, but I, there was only one that whenever you came to town, everybody heard. Oh, he went to Berkeley, so we thought you were the, hot shit. And that we were was like, the selling yeah. point. <laughs> like, this motherfucker knows what he's doing. Let's respect the shit. You know this guy. Yeah, he's doing big things. So let's listen to what he has to say. That's why everybody you know treated you the way that they did because they knew that you were legitimate. They knew that you were you know doing, and then like we heard you play instruments and we we're like. <laughs> the same thing with Hinkle. Hinkle was an incredible saxophone player. He could play. He could we, play. I knew Ryan. We did. Uh, we played jazz band for like the the Rotary Club here in Lewisburg, and like we would practice. And then he was like, "And then I'll take a solo here." And we were like, "Do you want to play with us?" And he's like, "No, nah, I, I think I got it." So then we played the Rotary Club. Rotary Club, and he was like, "All right, Dylan, you'll take a sa- uh, solo right before me. You know, we'll, let's just keep two saxophones together." And I was like, "All right, cool." So I played my shitty fucking dumb solo. And then he plays his solo, and I was like, well, what the fuck, man? Why did you even let me play? <laughs> right. Talking about saxophones, do you guys know the, uh, my, my nine-year-old listens to this show on YouTube called Entitled Parents? No. Nah. Entitled Parents. And the first time I heard it, it was like, I was like, Dizzy, what are you talking about? I'm your dad. I'm not entitled. You're the entitled one. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, but I totally, I, I, I freaked out over nothing. I, I missed the point. The point... Um, and this gets back to the saxophone thing. So Ronnie Fuller was mm-hmm. the band booster president at Lewisburg. Right. Compare that to the band booster president I had at South Pittsburgh. This guy's, and I'll say it again, I don't care. His name was Benton Jones. And I knew, the only thing I knew about Mr. Benton was that he was a professor at Bryan College. Okay, okay y'all ever heard of Bryan College? Yeah, not at Do all. you know about the Scopes Monkey Trial? Yeah. In Tennessee. Yeah. Brian is the attorney that took up for the state that 
prosecuted the teacher that was teaching evolution. Mm. So Bryan College is basically a monument to yeah. ignorance. Yeah, yeah. It stands as a monument to a guy who yeah. rejected science. Yeah. I did not know this about Bryan Science, Bryan College um, at the time. Anyways, Benton is the band booster president, and we go through our week of camp, which I they never did. Yeah, they never did. William Jennings Bryant. Brian, sorry. Okay, so I'm just going to read this this one sentence that made me want to throw my computer through a wall. Uh, in the Scopes trial, formerly known as the State of Tennessee versus John Thomas Scopes, and commonly referred to as the Scopes Monkey Trial, was an American legal case in 1925, which a high school teacher, John T. Scopes, was accused of violating Tennessee's Butler Act, which had made it unlawful, unlawful. to teach human evolution in any state-funded school. Fuck you, Tennessee. Right. What the fuck kind of law is that? Okay, and yep. so Brian was the guy, the attorney that prosecuted the teacher. No shit. Right, and we have a college in Dayton, Tennessee, honoring... Dedicated to him. Dedicated to him. So my band booster president... Anyway, it, I go through the... And we've met each other, and I know he's the booster president, and I don't know yet that I don't have a band class. I kind of think when school starts, I am... I do think that. So they hire you as a band teacher. But I did not and teach you it. you didn't know there wasn't a band class. Exactly right. What in the fuck? Ex- it's fucking... I taught... Anyways, let me just tell the story, because this is, this is the entitled parent of the century. <laughs> he says, uh, my sixth grade son, his, his, his oldest son was in ninth grade and played trumpet and had his own trumpet and was marching in the band as a freshman. Right. And that was fine. But he said, uh, my sixth grade son wants to play saxophone. Okay. Cool. Go get a horn. We'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sign up for band. As every kid was We'll told. see you. Well, don't you play saxophone. And again, we've only known each other like two weeks. Here we go. I've only known each other like two. Don't you have a saxophone? Yeah, I have an alto and a tenor. Well, could he not just play yours? Oh, my God. Well, Fuck no. Well, yeah, I guess I'll let him try out my tenor. He can try my tenor. Okay, just don't tear it up. Just don't make a science experiment out of it, just like any sixth grade boy would do. Yeah, right. You know, and because uh, I'm thinking this is the booster president. He has the, and he actually did. He has the power. Right. I tell him no. Your son cannot march with this already thin, embarrassingly bad, small <laughs> band. He's going to come after my ass, and I might not make it to Christmas. Right. Okay, fine. I loan him my tenor. Give him my tenor. I give him a few mm. lessons after school Yeah. on tenor. Because you want to make sure your instrument sounds good. I give him a few lessons. And he's taking my $3,000 tenor saxophones Jesus. home with him and back. And they're telling me they're gonna buy they're gonna buy a saxophone. They're gonna give me anxiety. It's like stressed. His mom comes up to me after I don't know second or third week of school. It's like we want him to march. We want the sixth grader who just got his horn, who has all of about three hours of instruction mm-hmm. under his belt to go march with my saxophone. Mm-hmm. I said no. That's where I put my foot down. I said sixth graders that are four foot three, should not be marching, <laughs> should not be on the field with high school kids. It looks stupid. It yeah, makes us yeah. look stupid. Yeah. yeah, especially with a tenor. 
And the mom said, this is the quote, well, I wonder what Mr. Pratt will think about that. Mr. Pratt was the husband? Principal. The principal. I wonder what the principal will think Jesus about fucking that. Christ. I'm such an asshole. I'd have said, give me my fucking saxophone. <laughs> I don't give a shit what his dumb He marched. Oh, my God. He marched. That was the pressure put on me with my own horn. And that is, that is really, that's as bad, about as bad as it can get, but it's not that far off from what programs in Franklin County and Coffee County. And in the small, Lewis County's pretty bad. Gordonsville's pretty bad. A lot of these places either need to get their shit together and not have a right. problem. Or, or give their kids something else to do where they have a fucking chance yeah. that makes to me, do it. That makes me really sad. It was who, a sad situation. As someone it who is, is as passionate about music as I am, and you obviously who went to college for it, and Ethan as well, who's, you know, him and I are, I consider us on the same level when it comes mm-hmm. to music. And it's for someone who cares about it that much to hear parents like doing things like that and to hear that <laughs> schools don't have a music program makes me fucking so mad. Dude, and so the thing for me, like with, with the, the entitled dad thing. Mm hmm. How do you fucking get there? Become that kind of a person. Right. And I'm such a fucking piece of shit that I no offense. Immediately would have been like, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like and I just I, I I don't stand for that well, I think that I have some sort of position of authority mentality. Hey, who the it fuck drives are you? me fucking nuts. There's a reason it's called <laughs> the band director. Exactly. You take the fucking job and I'll get the money you're getting. It was it was that a lot. It was that sort of thing a lot. But that was that was the 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 worst. I mean, this place I proctored TCAP at the end of the yeah. year for the eighth grade, mm-hmm. and of course TCAP all you hear teachers all over the country complain about too much testing, too much standardized yeah, testing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but you think and and that could be true, but you consider the fact that they know the test is coming. Yeah, they start in August. They know the test is going to be sometime in late April, early May. You've got the entire year to plan for the test that does determine how good each teacher is. When I proctored 8th grade TCAP, this fucking baseball coach, Coach Stone, (laughs) who's shorter than me and calls himself an athlete. Shout out to Coach Stone. (laughs) Fuck you. Fucking Right. He really was a baseball coach, but he called himself a middle school teacher on top of that. But it was clear he did not give a shit about the teaching part. Yeah. They didn't have enough calculators. Like, they start, the, your test starts now. We pass out the calculators. Well, there's five kids without a calculator. What oh the my fuck? God. Well, you got to just share with him, and y'all just pass <laughs> him around, and we'll get it shared. They literally, Ethan, did not have enough pencils. What the fuck? Coach How do you Stone fuck that up? did not <laughs> administer you literally his test to use to a fucking number had... two pencil to fucking bubble in the shit. And like, so, shit. believe it or not, as a proctor to these tests, you're supposed to s- report yeah. irregularities. Yeah. Because there is so much writing on the test. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely a thing to write that, okay. Half the class didn't have a fucking calculator for the first hour. You know. God almighty. But do you think I could write that down in my proctoring of the TCAP exam? Hell no. I'd have wrote the fuck out of it. And you when, you when, might have. When little fucking Frodo Baggins thing. come up to me talking shit because I sold him out, fuck you, asshole. You should have done your job. Shit, man. 
This same asshole at camp at the beginning of the year, I'd hired a percussion instructor, and we went over to his baseball field, which is where we were told we were going to have marching practice. And we got the, have you ever seen the thing that lines off the field, the little spray paint thing? Me and the percussion instructor, he got paid for this, I didn't, but we go out there and we mark off 80 yards or so, Mm -hmm. so we can march. And this is August, so it's not, they're not playing baseball games yet. And yeah. I see the baseball coach over by the dugout. He's on his lawnmower. He waved at us when we came over to uh, right field to start lining off the field. He waved at us, and we get it marked off. And we walk off, and as we're heading back to the band room, we hear his lawnmower crank up. Oh, Lord. And we turn around. He's making a beeline right for the lines we just made. Oh, my God. Just, mow- just mowed right at him. And as he's mowing him, waves to me, who he doesn't know yet. And waves to the percussion instructor, who he doesn't know yet. This guy was like, you know, telling us, you're not practicing on my field. Yeah. Basically. And the school literally did not provide a place to practice other than that. At least Marshall County had a fucking field. Marshall County. I would have gone and I would have put the lines back out. The fuck you gonna cut now? Right. The guy was a dick. But Marshall County educationally is not as bad. I mean, like, as as y'all think. I've seen worse stuff. That's that's seen really so sad much that you've seen stuff. worse because I've seen so much better. I came from Michigan schools. Right. When I came down here, I was light years ahead of every kid in my grade. That's not surprising. Michigan wasn't you know within the last five schools in America at the time. <laughs> Y'all just, and for you to say that there were worse band programs. Fucking shit! County, there's a lot worse. It's so fucking disgusting because ours was horrible. No, that's terrifying. No, 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 no. Let me go piss. Comparatively speaking. So, you were talking about uh, Chuck Mangione. I didn't know if you've ever heard this, but I wanted to play this for you. Because this is some Chuck Mangione. (laughs) So imagine being a high school kid with all the energy and all the shit that you had. All the emotions and hormones. And this is what you're playing. And something that you respect and love the shit out of. I mean, this this says it all. This really captures that feel of being a horny, pissed off teenager. Okay, so we played this one right here, Land of Make Believe. What about Maui Wowie? Mm-hmm. Children that's, that's of Sanchez. A, that's actually a strain of marijuana, which is hilarious. To yeah. Me. But we played the Land of Make Believe, the Children of Sanchez, and El Gato Triste. So listen to this. You're going to tell me a high school marching band's going to play these songs? Nobody wants to play this shit. Well, now this one sounds kind of... It's a little more upbeat. upbeat. Yeah. I was showing him Chuck Mangione. That feels so good. I don't know. There's nobody else that plays flugelhorn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> flugelhorn. Flugelhorn is like his <laughs> domain. He's the one guy in the history of mankind that played a fucking flugelhorn. Like yeah, man, he sounded players. great. What does a flugelhorn look like? It's a mix between like a trumpet and a French horn. It looks like a slightly bigger trumpet. That's what Alan Hartsfield okay. marched in uh, marching band. Oh, okay, yeah. It's it's just like a gotcha. big trumpet. Yeah. yeah. Has a mellow sound. Fifty four hundred dollars used. Kiss my ass. Uh, yeah. 
Jesus Christ. My dad played the trombone in band. Of Trombone's course, you can fun. believe that shit. Trombone is fun. Um, my mom was a, uh, it's still called a color guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. The rifle twirler. Yeah, color guard. Yeah. We had a color guard instructor who I really liked. Her name was Melissa. Yeah. We uh, talk about the band. Riley Woodard's older oh, yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. And she Their did whole a family school. She oh, did yeah. a fantastic job. I did think it was odd when she got the band Hanson, you know, Mbop Hanson. <laughs> she got the band like a Mount Rushmore of those kids like tattooed across their chest. <laughs> No shit. I didn't know that. So that was pretty, but as a color guard instructor, she was really good. <laughs> I, I felt like it was a ble- You know, I really was happy to have her. I thought the Hanson obsession was a little weird, but yeah. we got along. Some wacky it, shit. And it was fine. But apparently one day when I wasn't there and she was running color guard rehearsal in the gym, Mr. Sorrells asked her to leave. You know, that they had something else to do in the gym. Mm-hmm. Given that she's not really an employee of the school, her answer should have been yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to leave. But apparently she gave him some kind of lip about something like, we've got to have practice. And then he gave her the George W. Bush line, which was, oh, yeah. you're either with me or against me. That's what he That's what he told. So whatever he she said to him was bitchy enough to where his response was, you're either with me or against me. Now, you think about yourself in a supervisor role. Mm. If I'm saying that to you, you probably just piss me. You know, you probably just piss me off. You probably yeah. said something. And yeah. she said, well, I guess I'm against you or something. This is the principal of the school. Yeah. Of course, this gets back to me. Yeah. And they kind of had to mediate Yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, But luckily, that was towards the end of the year anyway. But right. the principal... Wanted Mr. Soros wanted me to, you know, find somebody else, but I didn't know anybody else. I don't know a damn thing about right. color guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, you no try kidding. to find the best girl you can to teach it. Yeah. Or yeah, gay man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know shit about it. A gay man uh, makes a good color guard. No, Melissa was fine. Uh, other than that, that, that one one incident. That one incident. You generally don't talk back to the principal, Man. but the one time, if, I'll, I'll probably wrap it up here. I wanted to. One of my notes on my book was insubordination because mm-hmm. I saw the uh, or listened to the podcast about management and working and stuff. Yeah, have you ever been completely insubordinate at a job? Like told somebody off? Like here's my oh, dick. Yeah. I'm leaving. Oh yeah, not, <laughs> not that bad. Like. But uh, yeah, one of my old bosses, yeah. What'd you do? Um, Did you just tell him off? Call him so a motherfucker? Time, what'd you... uh, yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> kind of, well, no, not really. At, at the time, during the meetings we had, I was very outspoken because I was the most like senior person. Well, one of like four or five most senior people there. So in the meetings, of course, I'd voice my opinion and I'd talk and say what I had to say. And... Uh, I uh, said something to him in the middle of a meeting that pissed him off, which I didn't care because you're either right or you're wrong. And if you're wrong, fuck you. If I'm right, go me. Did you know when you said it you pissed him off or did you? Yeah, and I didn't give a fuck because he was okay. a crackhead. <laughs> Genuinely didn't fucking care. And he called me into his office and he said he was going to write me up. And I said, no, you're not. And he said, well, guess I am. I said, the fuck you are. You're not writing me and up. And he's your superior. Yeah, I've reported directly to him. I said, the fuck you are. You're not writing me up. 
And he said, what? Is he older than you? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. He's like 25 years older than me. Okay, okay. He's like, he's like, well, I could write you up just for talking to me like that. I said, well, fuck you. <laughs> write me up. I said, good. Write me the fuck up for something that matters, not something fucking stupid. You're not writing me up. And the next time you do, I'm not going to do your fucking job for you at quarter till five o'clock in the afternoon, asshole. And I walked out and he never wrote me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you so. never got... But you, got but you got to go got f you got to go f bombs. Oh yeah, you got to be legitimately mad in his yeah. face. Yeah, because here's the thing: and keep your job. Guess who did his fucking job for him? Probably you. me. Yeah. So fuck you. You're gonna write me up, asshole. If anything, you owe me money. <laughs> Dylan, my biggest thing was um, insubordination. I was a supervisor for a while, about eleven months, and the only reason I was discontinued is what they called it was because that's a uh, funny word for... that's what they said you're being discontinued i said i'm sorry what the fuck does that mean <laughs> am, am i, I a video part? game <laughs> yeah game over you're out of lives god damn it i didn't know i was made by honda <laughs> so right in my car they said i was uh, speaking am of I car company, tempo <laughs> they said i'm, I'm being discontinued Geo and, Metro. but anyway um so i was uh I worked for a woman that was really shitty to me, like, personally. And, like... Your boss was a lady that was shitty. Was very shitty. And to the point that, like, um, I would hang out with her, like, on weekends. And, like, she'd talk about how, like, dudes are treating her shitty. And, like, we'd go out to dinner and, like, get drinks and stuff like that. I mean, we were really close. Well... And your boss, though. This is my boss, yeah. We were really close. And there was one time when she was, like, talking to somebody else. And I was standing at her desk. And she just kept talking, kept talking. And I like was like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Hello, hello, hello. You know, like, you know, try not to be an asshole. I understand you're having a conversation. But then I was like, it was something that was like really important. Like, hey, we're down on station, whatever. I need, we've got maintenance over there. I just need to let you know. Yeah, pay attention to me for two fucking seconds. So I was like, Ashley, just so you know, shit, I just said her name, fucker. Anyway, I was like, just so you know, we're, we're down on such and such. And she's like, okay. And I was like. <laughs> like, I was stressed out anyway, so I was like, all right, I'm not dealing with this shit. And so I was like, I'm just letting you know. And, like, it was a situation where every single time anything happened, she micromanaged the fuck out of me. So anytime oh, anything happened, you had to sucks. give her the information. Yeah. So it was one of those, like, emotional responses where she was talking to somebody else, and she wanted them to know that she had power over me. She was like, okay. Oh, and I was like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right. So I just walked away. And then she calls me back over to her desk. She's like, Dylan. So I just ignored her. Dylan. And I was like, yes, ma'am. She goes, get over here. So I come over there. I was like, yes. And she goes, I'm not done with you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm done with you. So I said, all right. right. <laughs> I was like, all right. And she goes, lose the attitude. And I just walked away. I walked outside. I was like, I need to find a fucking cigarette butt or something. <laughs> I'm going to fucking choke this slut. So I go outside. And she comes out there after me, and she's like, you come here right now. And she points down at the ground, like, beneath her feet. And so Mm -hmm. I looked at her, and I said, I am not a fucking dog. You will not talk to me like that. You get here right now. You get here right now. And her face immediately went from, like, get over here to, oh, shit, I might get stabbed. (laughs) She was terrified. Because, I mean, look at me. If I get in your face, and I'm I'm, just, I'm oh, yeah. generally like yeah. a jolly guy. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. Indeed, get mad. you are. But the couple of times I mentioned, you know, or at least the one with the skittles, <laughs> I don't. Get you were mad. mad, and I really thought that you would send somebody to the hospital. I don't at get a basketball. I don't game. get severely mad, but when I do, it like it's I, warranted. I, I see red, and just shit comes out of my mouth, and I'm like, damn, am I a fucking rapper? Am I? <laughs> yeah. 
What am I, a serial killer? Do you go get... I, I think this is funny with Southern people, like when they get super mad, and I'll tell you my insubordination, but like they either go ghetto, they go Memphis, or they go like redneck, like super redneck. Like they sound oh, like the, the like meth that. on... It's like it's one of the two. You see the sticker on the back of my laptop? I okay, go a little you, bit... You go Detroit. I go a okay, little Detroit. Th- that's, a, that's, that's like Memphis. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. the Memphis going off. So I looked at her, and I said... You do not motherfucking talk to me like that. I don't give a fuck who the fuck you think you are, motherfucker. You don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I gave her one of those, up one side and down the other. Yeah. And she was, like, appalled that I would speak to her like that. And then after it was all said and done, like, a week later, she apologized and was like, can we can we start over? And I'm like, you're not my fucking girlfriend. You're not my mom. You're not my <laughs> sister. You're not going to. This is a week later. I'm still but, holding on to this. And y'all still had hung and out and been so. friends yeah, and stuff before. Yeah, it stopped after that for sure, but. But after that, I told her, I was like, you're not going to motherfucking talk to me like that. And this is the second time, a week later, when she came back to me. Don't you think still... that's a testament to why you can't really be friends with your bosses? Thank you. Or your coworkers. Yeah. I mean, like, because I mean... it's going to come to a head. It was to the point it's that It's inevitable. People... It, yeah. Unless you marry them. She right. used to oh, flirt with fun. me. You're going to have a problem personally, and then that's going to seep into your job, yeah. which you need yeah. a whole fuck ton more. Then you need their friendship. Exactly. Yeah. She used to you flirt know. with me to the point that people on the floor would ask me, like, "Hey, are y'all a thing?" Because like ah. she, she'd be out there, like the body language that she had, people would ask about it. And this is her. I mean, okay, really, really attractive girl. You know, she's just Vanilla Ice is your boyfriend. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Funny story about that. They broke up. Hammer time. They no, broke up, and he stalked her for a while. So. Oh, oh did he? Now they're getting engaged. Anyway. But yeah, she well. was she was a huge pile of shit to me. <laughs> but people thought we were dating because she was like up my ass constantly and always flirting with me and things like that. So people thought we were a thing. Yeah. And then that shit went down. And that didn't happen no more. Right. Yeah. Because I ta- I put her in her fucking place and she just like I, I can't deal with. How that. much longer did you work with her or under her? <sighs> About or... three months. And we were. Did you want to fuck her? No, not at not all. at all. I'm, when it comes to None? work, no, not at all. But you would hang out, but you didn't want to. Just because I knew what type of person she was, because she talked to me like like that. I've okay, so. Well, I mean, before she talked to you like that, would you have? Oh, it started. And do you day think one. if you had fucked her, she would have talked to you like that? <laughs> it started day one, so I never thought about her like that. Okay. The thing okay. about me is okay. like, okay, it's not like a, it's not like a, like a masculinity thing. It's I don't like being talked to like that by. Well, anybody. hell no. Yeah. Hell no. I, yeah. It's the I don't know if it's the Detroit in me or if it's because my mom did that to me and like I said, my home life was fucked up for a while. I don't know if it's because of that situation or what, but when somebody talks to me like any kind of funky way, I'm like, hold the fucking, hang on a second, let me handle this. Yeah. I'm immediate. So, this is a funny story about Andy. Uh, when he first came to Marshall County, the they were about to do kickoff, okay? And the thing that we did during kickoff was the drummers would all play a drum roll. They'd be like, yeah. and then the thing, they would kick the ball, and then I would go, da 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 and everybody yeah. would shout, charge! And he goes, who played that? Who did that? Oh, and I no. stood up like it was me. And he's like, don't ever, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> immediately rage comes over me. I'm like, who are you talking to, friend? And then he was like, and then everybody's like, no, 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 he does that all the time. He's like, oh, okay, my bad. Okay, hang on to that thought. Do you remember that, though? I do. I do. I do. That we were, was we were cool a... after that, but whenever, of course. Like, you and I went at it for two seconds. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you know, he's hot shit. He's, like, very yeah, professional. Yeah. He wants Marshall County Band to do better than what they've been doing. And I... then he wasn't ready for me. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. Me being fucking drunk asshole. Uh, 
when I start, I have never been in, other than this one brief thing I'll describe, I've never been like openly insubordinate to a boss. I mean, I've worked at a Piggly Wiggly. I've worked at a Taco Bell. I've worked in an aluminum factory. I've worked oh, at Lord. a... Oh, God. I'm, me too. I'm I sorry. have worked at a, a power me. tool factory, and that about that about exhausts my work outside of you yeah. know ed- education. But uh, when I got to South Pittsburgh, I had interviewed three different times in South Pittsburgh while I was still employed at Marshall County, so towards the end of my year. Yeah. And in all three of these interviews, one with the principal, one with the principal in HR, and then another with the principal, HR, and all of the boosters, I told them, because they'll ask you, well, how are you going to make it better? My answer is... We're going to play in class. Right. We're going to play every damn day, and there's nothing that can happen except us get better. We play every day. We got to play every day. We're going to play every single day in class, and it will get better. In class. Yeah. In class. I must have said this 25 times because that was my sister. That's exactly what I told Sorrels and the people at Marshall County when I was hired there. Yeah. And I go through a week of color guard camp and a week of band camp, and then I start school, and the schedule, I'm waiting on my band class, and it doesn't come. I wow. got gin music, music history, gin music. Where's my band class? Where's my band class? Mm-hmm. Did, didn't happen. So obviously, I felt like I had been lied to, Yeah. and I immediately go to the band parents and say, look, we're going to have to throttle back our expectations here because I don't have as much time with these kids as I thought that I was going to have. Yeah. Like we don't have a third. We don't have a third of the time, and because it's not in school, I don't even know that I'm going to get time with everybody in the band because they can go to the Dairy Queen, they can go on a date, they can go right, wherever yeah. they want to go, and it doesn't it doesn't it, include music. It doesn't yeah. matter. And so I said, all this stuff about competitions. I said it's out. We're not going to competitions. The band parents, you've got to get to the the principal and school board and say we need band class as part of our curriculum yeah you have to do that okay okay but what are you going to do about practice it's like okay i'll keep having practice but it's not going to do any good i'll play at the football game so it's not going to do any good and this just kind of by week four or five we were so shitty we were so <laughs> obviously not supposed to be on a football field. Yeah, we would have been fine in the in a corner of the bleachers, but we were disgracefully bad. Yeah, uh, and it had nothing to do with me. Had nothing to do with the show I wrote for them for free. Had nothing to do with even the talent of the kids. It had to do with lack of practice. Time. Yeah. The best commodity we ha- we all have is yeah. time. They had not gotten the time, and. One of the parents said, well, why aren't you going to take us to a competition? It's like, again, I thought I was going to teach these kids in class. Yeah. I'm not teaching them in class. If you guys can go get that done for me by next year, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. And she said, well, I something like, I just don't accept that as an explanation. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't accept that. I want you to take us somewhere where we can perform. It's like, um... All right. <laughs> she goes, "Well, let's go talk to the principal." This is this is a parent teacher conference mm. after school thing. It's like, "No, I really don't want to go tell the principal that right now." 
he should know that, but yeah. I don't want to go tell him that right now. Yeah. And she goes, well, either you tell him or I tell him. Principal's upstairs. We're at parent-teacher teacher conference. She's either going to walk up the stairs and say, Mr. Brown just told me because they're not in class that we're not going to really, you know, we're not going to basically have a marching season this year. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, I'll go tell him. And I walked upstairs, and I was just, like, gritting teeth. I probably lost some of the teeth I've lost from that walk <laughs> up the stairs. And I knocked on the door. And this is probably the highest my blood pressure has ever, <laughs> ever, ever been. And he says, hey, Mr. Brown. And I see Jerry Falwell and his Liberty University degree above him. I sit down in the chair, and he says, what can I do for you? I say, well, we don't have a marching band. He says, what do you mean? You didn't give me a class. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but you have after school. And I was like, you fucking lied to me. Like, not in a yelling, like a, like yeah. a, you fucking lied to yeah. me. Pointing my finger at this, my boss. Yeah. You fucking lied to me. This is backwards. I think I used the word hee-haw. I think I used the word <laughs> bit bullshit about <laughs> ten times. I think I called him a son of a bitch. It's like, what yes. are you even, you son of a bitch, what are you even running here? This isn't a yeah. band. This is crazy. You got a pedophile that these parents think is a fucking music teacher. You're a clown. <laughs> yeah. You're a fucking clown. And he, and he just looks at me. He's like, I don't, I don't think you want to go there. I'm thinking, it's like, yes, I do want to yeah, go there. Let's fucking go, <laughs> asshole. I'll hold your fucking hand while we go. It's like, if you ever talk to me again like that, I'm going to fire you. It's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Of course, it looks bad in education if a principal fires a teacher yeah. middle of the year because then they just have to, they have to find f- something. They have to find a sub yeah. who's never as good. But, or, and uh, I think I actually scared him. I, I actually do Good. think at five seven and hundred and thirty pounds, <laughs> I actually scared him. Yeah. I mean, and uh, and and whatever file we have as teachers that follows us around, mm-hmm. that's on my file. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that, that's on my file of you know Permanent uh, straight record. cussed out, <laughs> straight got ghetto and cussed out the principal. But that's the thing about education and teaching in general is you're only going to be as good as the principal allows you to be. Oh, yeah. absolutely. He yeah. makes the schedule. He puts the kids in your class. Mm-hmm. Um, and just between those two things, it doesn't matter if you teach music or you teach math or what you teach. That makes it or breaks it. And yeah. I say to yeah. that, how? what if it was a math class? You expect me to take a math test, but you haven't had me in a fucking math class all year? What I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's, it makes. Yeah. They had such little respect for the discipline of music and for the even the marching band in general. Yeah. They thought you could just get out there and fucking do it. Yeah, just go out there and fucking. It's so you know. easy. It, they thought you could just, just get out there and, there and, and do an it. Instrument. And you know who had sold them on that idea? Gene Walsh. The pedophile. Who's yes. Gene Walsh? Yes. Okay. Okay. The pedophile had sold them on the idea that I don't need to see him in class. I'll just oh, teach him. Not. No, I'll just teach him every day after school until eight o'clock at night. It's a it's a really wild thing. For obviously, he had ulterior motives to be with those right. kids until eight what o'clock. What happened to him? At, is he still alive? He's in prison. Oh, thank good. God! I Fuck think him. he got for what two years? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think he got twelve years. 
Oh my god! I think he got twelve years. What did What did he do? A year did, for each year. Charges? Of the kids he was his charges about. were child pornography. He they found yeah, twelve years is way too easy a sentence. When you take advantage of something like a music class and you you do that, I mean you're you're a special kind of piece of shit. Because god damn it. And the crazy part is, the smaller and shittier and more isolated the town, the more a guy like that has a chance to get away with yeah. it. I was really I mean, fucking con artists. I was sure, really happy about sure. having Andy on the podcast, but now I'm just really angry. So. Well, don't. No. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm guy. fine now. Let's skip to the redemption part. I mean, I've taught private lessons, kids in mid-state. Uh, yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about that. You have uh, something that you do called Mr. B's Music. Uh, yeah, I started my own private music studio in 2015 cool. mm-hmm. in Winchester. And I keep about 15 students there, and then I teach about 15 students in Manchester through the School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. It's a private school of the arts in Manchester, Tennessee, through the First Baptist Church there. So I can work with church people. Yeah. Just not assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Just not Congratulations to you, man. That's awesome. Pieces of shit. So it's my own business. I think I had, uh, let's see. Four W9s I got back from three, two yeah. bands and two schools. Yeah. Cool. But I don't make the money. My wife makes the money. And, and it's Mr. B's... Mr. B's music. Mr. B's music. Yeah, Mr. B's music. Okay, That's awesome. so since you won't let me drive an hour, how about this, okay? What if we both got Skype... <laughs> I should. There's lots of people I'd like to Skype there's, with, but I don't know. There's have been a hundred thousand times that I've asked him for music lessons. Like, please mm-hmm. teach me to play guitar because oh, I want to be better. And he's like, Yeah, man, you live like an hour and a half away. And I'm like, I don't care. It's worth it. Right. Because I know. You ain't need I, me. I know what fucking <laughs> level you're on. You ain't need me. Uh, and as far as performing, I still perform with the Todd Hill Orchestra out of uh, Murray, Kentucky, the Todd Hill Quintet. I perform with the Ultimate Oldies Group. I will actually be back in South Pittsburgh on March 14th <laughs> playing at the uh, Princess Theater. And, uh, yeah, there you go. There's all those videos. Where, when? That's me when, right there. Hey, look. When and where can I see you guys? Because I would love to see you guys play live. Uh, the Todd Hill Orchestra? Yeah. It's it's all it's all in Kentucky. I actually think the orchestra's next gig is like May first or something like that. I'll be uh, I'm going to Epicenter May first, which is that will be more fun. Yeah, <laughs> seeing big bands. Sorry for we Mr. are pretty good, but <laughs> there's going to be like thirty bands there. Mister, I guess what was the it old, Todd Hill Orchestra. Maybe the only other thing on that that I didn't talk about. I was so depressed after the Lewisburg deal. Really? And getting to South Pittsburgh and realizing that I was not going to be able to teach music, really, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't... That South Pittsburgh was not a... And it probably still is not a music teaching job. That guy's Derek Jones. He's an amazing musician and director. Was that me? I'm in. (laughs) That too, yeah. So, um, Tori, Tori knows nothing about music. Like she's she's an artist, and she's she's a visual artist. Visual artist. She's very good at everything that she does. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's she's not a musician whatsoever. And so when I take her to concerts and like I fangirl the way that I do and I act the way that I do at these concerts. Oh, I do too when I go to stuff. Yeah. She's always like, you know, she she's always very appreciative of the way that I the way that I 
see music uh-huh. and the way that I talk about it, but she has no idea. So to take her to something like this would be very interesting for the both of us. Um, Save it for New Year's, man. New we Year's? play, yeah. It's uh, where land, do you guys play New Year's? Land Between the Lakes State Park. Oh hell yeah! The rooms are yes. cheap. The rooms are cheap, and uh, I've it, never been there, but I've always wanted to go there. I'm I'm down. It's good. That that's our regular New Year's gig. Where is that? It's like between Western Kentucky and Kentucky. North Northwest of Clarksville. Kentucky and Tennessee. Pull, I up mean, the, pull up the map there. This one? Yeah. Oh, shit. Zoom out. Good God Almighty. Mm, no. Where's the zoom out button? Yeah, I can't look it's at pretty. The, the TV. It's a good place, especially if you like to fish. Either you guys like to fish? I've never yeah. fished before, so no. I couldn't tell you. Uh, but. It's. Eh, okay, so I it's. It's, I like I, it's probably like from two, the bank. Like two hours from us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the cabins are like, no, we'll stay in touch, man. The cabins are like not luxury accommodations, but they're, (laughs) but they're cheap. They're good enough, and they're good enough, and you get to see the show, and the food's good, and it's not, it's really not that expensive. Kate is. I got family in Kate is, and I will hook a brother up if you decide you want to go see the Todd Hill Orchestra. I I got you. Most definitely, fucking do. Yeah, Tori like. She she's one of the the very few people that I've the very few women that I've ever met that like whenever something really interests me and like she sees the enjoyment that I get out of it she appreciates it almost as much as I do. So if we were to go something like this and she would just enjoy me having a good time. Right. If she did, if she hated every second of it, she would enjoy me having a good time. You know what I mean? I think you'd like it, man. I, Actually, I if you I were practicing tenor, I think you could fucking play in it. But, Jesus, man. I would uh, love to pick that back up again. Let's but, do it. But chops, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's not even it's not even a thing of hey, uh, um, it's just chops. It's like can you run? You should show him. Uh, what's that band we started listening to last year that has the sax player in it? Um, oh, Shrezzers. Shrezzers, yeah. Let's check it. out. I want to hear some new music. Oh man, you're gonna I like this. You're fucking good, man. I when don't Ethan have sent it, new to listen to. When Ethan sent this to me, I was like, okay, they just sound like any other like modern, you know, rock band. There's one song in particular you gotta play. Um, I like their their first song on their album. Um, that's a great one too. Yes. So mystery, mystery. and oh go wow, down. go down. Mystery and I think it's spotlight. Mi- okay, so just just listen to the intro of mystery. Don't test me why So to me, they just sound like any other rock band that's out like right now. Heavy rock kind of mixed band. This, this is the one with the sax solo. That's just so. What? Shrezzers? Yeah. Shrezzers. And the S-H- name of the albums is album is relationships. Relationships. Play that again. You have no idea how many They're times so I've gone down to good. this whole album. There's not a whole lot of albums that I can listen to all the way through, but this is definitely one of them. These guys are incredible. I wanted to get to the the saxophone solos, the part so that... Good. Do they carry so a saxophone player normally? Yes. Or? yes. Okay. Every one of their of the songs band. has a saxophone on it. And he always plays a ridiculous solo. And the screamer is the drummer. 
So he's drumming and spinning this shit at the same time. It's it's right after this little break right here. So fucking. That was good. Orgasmo. <laughs> Play Mystery. Oh, not Mystery. Uh, Spotlight. Uh, Spotlight. My this brother, is the first one I ever heard about. He dated this Mexican girl instead of Orgasm. She would say Orgasmo. <laughs> that was Orgasmo right there. <laughs> yeah, man. Every every single song that they play is just like, okay, you're jamming, you're jamming, and then out of nowhere they bring a the saxophone player right here. That's a real horn too. That's not. Oh yeah. That's somebody playing. That's not some kind of. Yeah, it's not a synth. MIDI shit. My favorite one is uh, Anorak because oh, the intro God, is yes. in uh, was Arabic How or something like that. How many people are in this band? And when can you six? see them? That's pretty awesome. Great question because I, I would very much like to know myself. They got two guitarists, a singer, sax player, bassist, and a drummer. Yeah. yeah, six people. Six. All their videos are wild as hell too. Here. But like right at the beginning when the drums come in, the saxophone player is playing in the background, and then he's singing. And I think it's Arabic. Yeah, it's an Arabic scale. Hey, the Ford's the best part of the whole album. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely Arabic. Yeah, these these guys are great. If if I ever got a chance to see them live, I would I would fucking shit. How did you How did you hear about this? Yeah, how do you come across? Uh, I don't even like know this? how you get new music anymore. Okay, honestly, like I'm gonna show you how I do. So I have a uh, Spotify Premium account, and on Spotify you can literally type in pretty much any artist, any song, and it'll show you. And then it'll give you, based on your recent listening, and then you can, you know, it just has, like, different playlists and stuff like that. And then you'll see Best of Artists. You know, it's like, this is Rush. It's all Rush songs, all their greatest hits, shit like that. And then um, eventually you'll get to something like, um, it's called Taste Breakers. And they show you new things. Like, new things, like, it's kind of in the same area as the shit that you like. Ah, okay. What is that fucking yeah. playlist? What that? Ethan is an emo ass bitch. Is okay. that what that is? So Ethan texts me one night and he's like, I want to listen to some Tupac. You just called him. And he's like, I want to listen to some Tupac. So I sent him a playlist called Ethan is an emo ass bitch uh, with notorious B.I.G. and uh, Tupac songs. Play this then. I got maybe one, one final kind of question I wanted to ask y'all. All right, what you got? Well, just kind of going back to the, the the relationship thing in in high school. Did either one of you guys know someone that like never dated, or like 
just was so weird they never had any <laughs> just, not hideous ugly necessarily they were just strange they just like didn't date and never had any experience and you just kind of know they're going to be lonely you know for a while um yeah cuz it's south pittsburgh the ho- the whole <laughs> the whole high school 9 through 12 it's only like 200 kids yeah versus marshall county which what 6 Six or seven hundred. Yeah, there was two hundred yeah. kids per grade. Okay, so eight hundred. So eight hundred. Well, that widens out the social pool, right? Where you can date a someone appropriate for you to date, right? Yeah. You get to, da- you know, for your looks and attractiveness and yeah. whatever. Whereas when there's only fifty kids per grade, yeah, and half of those are your <laughs> own sex, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna be dating the best quality. Yeah. You know. If you're dating at all. Yeah. So I just, and, and, and I've had a couple of friends in particular that have come across to me as kind of like asexual. But I don't yeah. think they're asexual. I think it's just they're socially so weird. That, Inept. Yeah. Right. They don't know how to talk to anybody. Yeah. But did y'all know anybody like that? Yeah. There were a couple. And how have they turned like out? The same. The, the one person that I can really think of that stands out. Always said he was going to spontaneously combust at the age of 21. <laughs> and Stop. no one knows what happened to him. He was a clarinet player. I'll, I'll tell you about him. He graduated though. in okay. 2008 with me. So he, okay. You didn't well, know. Well, that him. was a year before yeah. I got there. Oh, yeah. yeah you did, he did I wouldn't know. have known. Okay. Yeah. Shit. But no one knows. See if you can find him on social Lewisburg media. Lewisburg was about the perfect size to me because that was close yeah. to the size of the high school I went with, where, like, you know, if you asserted yourself, you could get a date. Yeah. Yes, there's preppy people, and yes, there's cheerleaders, and yes, but it's not like it's not like things are off limits, right? Necessarily, yeah. there's somebody for everybody for the most part. I can't remember his last name. S T E. Well, I'll tell you number one if he's a male clarinet player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not. <laughs> well. There goes that. It might be. That's okay. definitely that's not that's him. Definitely not him, at all. It was okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. that Plano, Texas. Definitely not him. It definitely doesn't and work. Do you think? Do you think being that way in high school, like if by the time you've graduated, you've not had a serious girlfriend that's or boyfriend not, or dated? That's not. <laughs> do you think that? Like, that'll fuck you up for the rest of your life? Yes. Do you I, really? I, I definitely okay. think so. I, I think, think it depends on your mindset. A, at a young age, I think you need to deal with, A, I think you need to deal with rejection, and B, I think you need to deal with either a bad relationship or a bad breakup because it helps develop and build character on a different level. Like, it's it's... It's just like where, like kids these days get ribbons for everything. Like I think kids need to be challenged more. Me too. I think that if you're a very goal oriented person and you're setting goals and you're achieving goals and you're like that kind of person, right? Like you have shit you want to do and you do it. Yeah. Rather you date or not, you're probably gonna turn out just fine professionally. Right. Like you're gonna be able to get through life and be good professionally but when it comes down to uh relationships yeah i think you need that bullshit high school shitty 
experience. I think you just need like a, a little bit of controversy. Was it yeah. shitty though? Miles Davis has a philosophy. He's got an interview somewhere on here where he says, and I've discussed this a lot with philo- philosophically with several different friends, and he says this thing that you fall in love one time. Mm-hmm. And he says you fall in love as a man. You fall in love one time. And he says it's with the first woman you feel. Yeah. And then he says everything else after that is bullshit. Now, it does feel, in quotation, air quotes here, I think could mean sex. I think it could also mean just having a connection. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with. But, you know, sort of the, it's like a first cut is the deepest sort of philosophy, but but then kind of more, I don't know, fatalistic than that, that like, if you don't get it right the first couple of times, yeah. or at least the first time, yeah. it's not going to be the same after that. My brother disagrees with it. I, I, the more I, I live, and even though I've dated lots of girls before, I and I've been married for almost 10 years now, I think he's right. There's yeah. a special part in my heart for, you know, the first woman I felt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily sex again, but just, yeah. Yeah, that 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 that's that's not something you should throw away, right? right too yeah. too too easily because it does it does stick with you. And then I so I wonder if you got the total nerd, right? I say nerd, but just not even social outcast, just somebody that doesn't date. Yeah, the opposite sex not is not interested in them, and they don't show any interest in the opposite sex, and so they're just kind of like, you know, a leaf floating in the breeze or, or or whatever like how are they really gonna cope with stuff later on yeah having not you know gone through that i think that's that's got to be kind of miserable <laughs> honestly and the people that i that i know that have been like that are probably are, are pretty miserable yeah speaking to what you were saying about um you gotta have that kind of first the the first one that you fall in love with was like I don't necessarily compare everyone to that one person, but you think about it. It's a ring on the tree. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's like things with her would have been like this, and things with her would have gone this way, or, you know, or, like, you think about it, like, or, like, if you have, like, a like a situation where you get into a big-ass fight and you think you guys are going to break up and be like, that would have never happened with so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that sometimes kind of comes into your brain. So I, I kind of agree with that mentality, but at the same time, it's like me I, as a person 10 years later, I'm like, I like different things about the woman that I'm with now. Than, sure, sure. You know, and then like the woman that I was with 10 years ago and I do not, I mean, we get along, we're friends, but we don't see eye to eye anymore. We're completely different fucking people. See, I and I just don't, I don't think like that. Like I don't, I don't compare like, <clears throat> say some shit that Sam does. I don't compare that to something that Mary Beth would have done. Yeah, like Mary Beth would have never divorced you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't think like that. Uh, But also, Sam and I's relationship, even before we got divorced, was the best relationship I had been in. Right. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's really fun when it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the fucking, but just the... (laughs) But like... And the fuckings is always good. Right. It's nice to feel like you have somebody to share your yeah, life. Yeah, a partner. That yeah. you really feel like is into your shit, and you might you can be into their shit. Yeah. And 
And God, it's so hard to hold on to. And the first time you get it and you recognize that that's what's happened, I think what Miles was saying is you don't get to replicate. It's never the same. Yeah, you don't yeah. get to yeah. replicate that. Yeah. I agree yeah. with My that. brother can tell me that he loves his wife now like his eighth girlfriend, serious girlfriend, he just as much as he loved the first one. Yeah. But that doesn't mean mm. it's, that don't mean it's the same. It's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> that it's it's, it's not different. the same at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why I don't. I think that's why I don't think like that, like you were talking about, because I'm objective enough to be able to be like, this one is completely different from that one, from that one, from this one. We'll see. The it's thing so about intense. That, it's, it's like so I've, intense when you're gone. Yeah, I'm very comparative to to the point that like the last girlfriend that I had, which <laughs> everybody rolls careful their now. Eyes. The last girlfriend that I had, like her and I don't speak to this day, and for good reason because we we spent a lot of time together. We were just not fucking compatible whatsoever, and it's a good thing that we did break up before we a fucked up and had a kid or b got married and were miserable for the rest of our lives. I think there was one item on that outline I sent you that said domestic violence. Yeah, that, what the that, fuck that, is that sounded about? like maybe I beat somebody up. <laughs> What had actually happened was my girlfriend in Murfreesboro, when I was playing in Exit 42, the shittiest band name of all time, <laughs> an unoriginal, like, uh, we, the girl I was dating and, and living in an apartment with then, her name was uh, Beth, and we knew each other from high school and then reconnected in Murfreesboro, and we lived together, and it wasn't an explosive relationship, but we had just got done winning my band had won this battle of the bands and beth had played a pretty big part of it i mean she invited her friends at the college and you know they voted for us we would not have won that battle of the bands no doubt had it not been uh for beth and we'd go to our celebration dinner like they cooked for us and we got to catered for us the band and our girlfriends got to go eat those part of our our prizes and yeah and uh at that time we she and me had really gotten into just taking pills more <laughs> at that point. And we got into a big fight when we were drunk after leaving the party, after what should have been a celebration. Yeah. And she was driving, and I don't even remember what I said. It was something smart-ass. <laughs> something smart-ass. I don't know what it was. But she back... I'm in the passenger seat, kind of just like not paying attention. Yeah. And she's driving, and she backhands me hard in the mouth in the with her right hand. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, like you backhand a kid. Yeah. Or if, <laughs> yeah. if you were a child abuser. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, you backhand a kid, and, and we're driving, so I know I can't fuck her up now. <laughs> I can't fuck her up now. And we get into the our apartment, which is a lot like the one we're in right now. And we had a 12-pack of Miller Lite, even though we were already drunk. And I kind of elbow her down to the floor and start throwing beer, beer bottles like darts Holy around shit. her head. You're not going to hit me. Yeah. What the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah. Kind of a thing. And I might have crashed about three of those against the wall when our neighbors called the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Our neighbors call the cops. The cops show up, knock on the door, and uh, there's broken glass and tears and blood. And A lot <laughs> like with divorce. Yeah. The man gets shitted on. And the cops yeah. in Murfreesboro come up to me and they say, what happened? Yeah. 
she backhanded me in the mouth over nothing. Yeah. And I got pissed and I threw bottles at her. <laughs> and you know what they did? They turned her ass around and put her in cuffs. No really? Shit. Really? That's exactly. Shout right. out to Murphy's. Wow. 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 They they literally they turned around to her and they said, "Is this true?" And she said, "Yeah." And they said, "Turn around." Wow. Shout out to Murphy's. And she was in education too. So now here she is, a counselor, ESP. In education, yeah. now has a domestic assault oh, charge on Man. her record. Mm. <laughs> that's bad news. So that that was the domestic violence part of it. But that's the that's the thing of that shit should have been over about two years before even anything like that even yeah. happens. Yeah. But you can't yeah. see it happening until it's there. Until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should have got out of this a long time ago. What happens to either one of us if we backhand a girl? Oh man, we're going right. to jail. Rip. Right? Oh, I'm not going to jail. <laughs> Sam will put me under the fucking ground. She'll kill my ass. Yeah, Sam would whoop that ass. She, yeah. Oh, she can you're playing him. this. Oh no, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> oh no. Is there a story with this? No. That well, was her name was Beth. Oh fuck! As soon as he said Beth, I pulled that song up. <laughs> Like, I got jazz and Beth. <laughs> this that I'm playing now is the Todd Hill Orchestra. If you guys want to check it out, they have a Facebook. But I can't come on right now. I'm not going to sing the bitch. She may listen to this shit. Think, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> think we might, might think we're throwing shade. But listen, as a band girlfriend, like a musician's girlfriend, yeah, you couldn't have really asked for better. Really? Yeah, yeah, because she invited people, and a yeah. lot of girls like they like the glow, like the at, like their yeah, man yeah, is yeah, on yeah. stage, yeah. He, and he's and he's getting the attention, and then they get to get some of the attention yeah. too, yeah, because they're dating the musician, and. Uh, yeah, but like there's a kind of ego feeding that yeah, they, that they yeah. get. But I've never they don't do it for nothing. It's not like girls like musicians just because you know, for their eat they get something out of it too. Oh yeah, but I've never been the guy that had the chick that was like, oh, I'm dating the bass player. Nobody ever says I'm dating the bass player. <laughs> I don't know. My brother was the bass player. He's got a fine wife. Really? And a house in Murfreesboro. I can dig it. They're doing good. He met her at a gig. Murphy's Bros <laughs> house pricing is really nice right about now. They're cheaper than Lewisburg, which is really sad because Murphy's Bros has so much going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, houses in Nashville, certain parts of Nashville, are cheaper than houses in Columbia. Yeah, what? It's because we're oh, yeah. it's because we're on the rise yeah. of blowing up, and like Nashville and Murphy's Bros are already right here, yeah. so they're like starting to kind of calm down. If you yep. can get property in Murphy's Bros, I would get it. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, they get my brother. They got their house. They got a, I think he said a ninety thousand dollar loan in two thousand twelve, and now their house is appraised for like one seventy. Yeah, see that's the thing. Yep. Lewisburg houses start out at one fifty, and you're like, it's yep. Lewisburg. What? Yep. He made, and as opposed to me, which moved to floodplained, underwater, <laughs> shitty schools. <laughs> Yeah. Sh- trash every fucking where yeah. roads falling apart yeah <laughs> fucking barely hanging on deckard she got her house <laughs> in 2005 it's lost money yeah but if you just made the same exact investment in murfreesboro yeah 
You're a hundred. You're a hundred. That literally a hundred thousand dollars richer. Yep. One of the things our percussion instructor Nick told me one time at Marshall County that he got in trouble, or somebody told him that they didn't like Nick telling the kids that they needed to leave Lewisburg. Now that was nothing I would ever say to kids. I'm right. not gonna. I'm not gonna be paid by a town and then go turn around and even, trash the town. And trash the town. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. But the truth is the truth. Yeah. And I don't think. And Nick was not a guy that hated Lewisburg or anything. Yeah. He was just telling them it. it go see stuff. You're probably gonna need to leave. Yeah. Not yeah. just in music. If you want to pursue anything. <laughs> yeah. not, not just in music that you. And it doesn't do. The kids in a town any good when the adults are trying to keep them there. Yeah. And the main lie is that, well, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. There's assholes mm, everywhere. The cops yeah. are everywhere. The yeah, cops are everywhere. The assholes are everywhere. Nah, Utah's gold a lot di- fucking different from Gold diggers are, and that I'm here to, as somebody who has actually lived other places, that's not the truth. Yeah. There are places better than others. Oh yeah. If Most you don't want to be harassed by the police, there are places you can move. Yeah, you know it, it's tough to get them, and it's hard to relocate. Yeah. And the older you get, the harder it is oh, to yeah. to relocate. So why not tell a seventeen year old, "Hey, yeah, if you want to make the most out of your life, you probably ought to get the hell out of here." Yeah, at least or for think a few about years. it. Go see shit while you're young. The first time that I took Scoop up to Michigan, we got on one of the highways in downtown Detroit, and the speed limit was fifty five. But I was doing like 80, and every car around me was passing me. Yeah. And he was like, you should probably slow down. The speed limit's 55. I said, do you think the cops here give a shit right. <laughs> about speeding? I was like, this is the murder capital. They don't give a shit about speeding. What time we got? It is 9.30. Oh, shit. How long? Okay, we'll get out of yeah. here. I'll you, get out of you here. Gotta, here. You, gotta, you got a long drive ahead of you. Um, I appreciate you coming. Dylan, this has been an awesome episode. Shake my yeah, hand for coming, on man. air, Mr. This Ethan. It's been a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you for Thank being you. here. I have more I could say. We definitely have more we could play. We ought to plan it out. Yeah. We got to no, we got to get a day where we can just jam. Next time. Yeah. Or you need to get Skype so I can take lessons. <laughs> you don't need from no Mr. Lessons. B's music. I definitely do. But Mr. B's music. If you live in that area, what, Winchester and Manchester? Winchester and Manchester. Check it out. Mr. B's music. uh, Last, thank you to Marshall County for the two years, and thank you to Lewisburg for the two years that I did have. It was wonderful. It really was wonderful. Trust me, we fucking definitely enjoyed having you (laughs) because it was shit before that and shit after that. (laughs) And uh, that's about all I got, I'd say. Ethan, you got anything before we go? Uh, hmm. No. Like us on Facebook. Next we on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Same shit always. Next say. weekend we will have Hillary Lemons and oh, yeah. Evan Dumser, yeah, which was which yeah. has been the the fan favorite episode. We'll have our second musician on the podcast. I'm gonna try to talk her into doing a song with us, just like we did here, because that yeah. would be fun. But um. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. At least you know whose podcast it is. <laughs> hey, pretty baby with the high heels on. You give me fever like I've never known. You're just a product of your loneliness. I love the way that you move, you talk, your dress deep. Feel your fever from miles around. 
pick you up in my car We'll paint the town And kiss me baby And tell me twice That you're the one for me The way you make me feel The way you make me feel You really turn me on Turn me on You knock me off of my feet now baby My lonely days are gone I like the feelings that you're giving me Just hold me baby, I'm in ecstasy And I'll be working from nine to five To buy you things to keep you by, by, by my side Never felt so in love before So me baby, love me forevermore I swear I'm keeping you satisfied that you're the one for me The way you made me feel You really turned me on You knocked me off of my feet now, baby My lonely days are gone Now, baby, the lonely days are.